I didn't think there'd be vampires on campus. We must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. <gasps> what was that? You are the Slayer. One girl in all the world. Did anybody say that? Yeah. Guess what? I feel better. Guys, where are we? Patty Bohan. <laughs> What's up, Sammy Joe? I have a special surprise for you, Pat. A special surprise for moi? That we did not talk about in pre-recording because that's how much of a surprise I wanted it to be for oh, you. Oh, boy. You, you, you make sure that uh, we're recording for this reaction, so. Yep. Okay, it's a lot of pressure. What right. I have here, my friend. What do you got? Is the Buffy tarot deck. <laughs> Okay, wow. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Just came out this month. Wait, are you going to pull a Buffy card for me? I'm going to pull a Buffy card oh, for here both we go. of us. Here we go. Because it's been a while. All right. Yeah. All right. This is going to be exciting for the podcast listeners. And <laughs> I got to say, um, I feel like they did a really good job with matching the characters to the, yeah. the cards. Okay. Um, what are they cartoon characters are they renditions yeah it's yeah it's artwork so here's a good example death oh, right is the gentleman Oh, the gentleman it's very good the artwork is is there, really nice on this there could be some spoilers in here though yeah um there could be but it won't really give anything away okay. i don't i don't think too much i definitely right. saw at, i saw at least one character that you haven't met yet um yeah but for the most part, you've, that, well, I mean, I haven't looked at the full deck um, in its entirety, but we'll see. If there, if it's someone, you know, that you don't know, then uh, we'll just skip over that maybe. Okay. All or right. I'll find a creative way to talk about that character without giving anything away. Okie dokie. Sounds good. All right. So Buffy Tarot Deck. I want you to tell me who Pat is most like. <laughs> what? If the gentlemen pop up, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> or Ted. Let's see. Or the snare. Okay. There's a lot of duds here. You know what? I think this is a stacked deck against me. I don't like this. <laughs> most there's a like. Lot of good, there's a lot of good characters. Yeah. That's a weird question to ask the tarot gods. Well, we've been arguing about who you are for a while. I think we all know I am Giles. <laughs> Case closed. You're not nearly bookish enough to be Giles. I don't need to be bookish. I can be ruggedly handsome and uh, distinguished, and that fills it out about two-thirds. Don't you think? Sure. <laughs> don't patronize me, Sammy Joe. There's more to Giles than that. <laughs> He's not just a piece of meat. Yeah, Pat. <laughs> Despite what your mug might say. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Really shuffling Jack is having those. a hard time. Yeah, well, that's because it can't be. Oh, here we go. Well, I can, uh, I can pick the one that came out on top, or I can keep shuffling. Whatever. Well, you know what? Let's see what it is first, and then we'll decide if we want to keep shuffling uh, or not. I think it's good. I think it's a good one. All right, let's see it. All right, you got... Flipper. The Fool. Oh, come on. That's not good. <laughs> Represented by Xander Harris. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is who you always say I am in the Buffy's verse. 
I do. So I think the, you know, I think the universe, the Buffy versus. I'm the is, fool in life. I am the fool. I'm the, fool the fool is not necessarily a bad thing. Just like He's death just is not necessarily the fool. Bad. <laughs> okay, let me read you the description. Uh, okay. The fool marks the beginning of a journey. He represents stepping into the unknown, maybe befriending the new girl you heard talking about the undead with the librarian and taking a chance on the unexpected. Okay. Very foolish uh, behavior, be, but accurate. <laughs> you may be goofy, naive, what? and a little bit insecure. Not me. But this card encourages you to face your fears boldly and unleash your freest free spirit freely. My sure, you may run into scary things. Yeah. Vampires, ink and mummies, the literal origin of evil. Mm -hmm. But the rewards will be worth the risk. Okay. All See, right. See, that's not bad. So continue to be foolish is what it's saying. To face your fears. Okay. And, you know, continue taking risks and chances. All right. Okay, now we're going to ask the deck who I am in the Buffyverse. <laughs> yeah, let's see. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Who did I say that you were before? Uh, you definitely said I was Glory. Yeah, you were Glory. So Glory could pop out. But I am not nearly as good of a dresser. Nope. As snappy of a dresser. <laughs> but I do like baths as much as Glory does. <laughs> yeah, this is a good deck. It has a nice matted feel to it. <laughs> yeah. Which is important, I think. Just click through our banner on our website oh. and you'll save 10%. Well, that's not what you want. Uh-oh. What'd you get? Oh, I actually got two, but I'll just take the one that's on top like I did for you. Uh-huh. So I got the three of scythes, uh -huh. which is, I think, their version of swords. Okay. Um, scythes? Siths? Scythes? Scythes. Like what uh, Raphael carries in the Ninja Turtles? Does he carry a scythe? Those like little sword thingies that kind of look like a fork? Oh, no. Are those called size? I don't know. What trident? Isn't that a trident? <laughs> okay, it's not a trident. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is the swords. <laughs> okay, okay, so the picture on this one. So I actually pulled it upside down. Uh -huh. But I'm turning it right side up for you because the picture... Uh, is Buffy oh, finding boy. her mom dead? Dead on the couch. So I'm not the loving body. that. Yeah, the fool's starting to look pretty good to you now. The isn't fool it? is looking pretty sweet. <laughs> also, I love this. They have Joyce as uh, Temperance. I was like, that's a lie. She's a lush. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, let's see. Three of sides. Okay, so reversed. When reversed, you may be experiencing guilt for getting on with your life. Maybe you're ready to start dating again after a breakup. Perhaps your mourning period has come to an end, or maybe you're simply feeling better about things. There's no shame in healing, so welcome whatever it is next for you, even if at first, even if it makes you wiggly at first. Wiggy at first, sorry. Wiggy. Yeah. Okay. I don't really know what that means for me, but um, that's that's the card that I chose. I don't I don't feel guilty about anything. Haven't had a recent breakup. <laughs> uh, no guilt whatsoever, huh? No, not feeling any guilt. So wow. I don't really feel like that worked for me, but. All right. Anyways, welcome everybody Anyways, to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. You just wanted to move on, huh? Let's you move on for we can't lose all our uh, patrons here in the first <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> like, what are they going to do? Play magic cards next? 
Yeah. Uh, this is the podcast where we watch Buffy and Lost. Last week, we had a very musical episode. Yes, of just Buffy. Just Buffy. And you loved it. And it was musical. An episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine, but I'm happy to be back in normal episode territory. We're watching both shows this week. Yep. It's good stuff, yeah? Sure. I feel like The Lost picked it up this week a little bit. A little bit. Right? I don't think it picked it up quite enough. It's kind of turning around, though. A little but, bit. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, I pretty much always love Locke-centric episodes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But I mean, whatever. We'll, we'll get into we'll that. We'll get into it. We'll get into that. That's what we call a teaser. That's what we call a teaser. But if you're into Buffy and you're into tarot or divination at all, I recommend these cards. I think <laughs> Back to the cards. they did a great job. That's all. I just yeah. wanted to say that one more thing, okay? All right. I like it. Where'd you find you it? You love tarot. Did you find it on Amazon? I actually bought it on bookshop.org, which is Sounds fake. a... No, it is a real website. Sounds actually, fake. We, we link to it in our show notes all the time, so that just okay. shows you don't look at the show notes. <laughs> sure I do. I click all those links. <laughs> um, it's a website that supports independent booksellers and bookstores. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so when you buy from it, it supports local indie bookshops. So you're going to gotcha. pay a little bit more. The shipping's going to take a little bit longer than from Amazon. But, you know, I, I like to I like to shop I like to put my money against my values, and I gotcha. like small bookstores. Okay. So that's where I got it. Can you get it on Amazon? Yeah, you can get it on Amazon. But you okay. shouldn't. <laughs> and if you do, then you'll be the three of scythes reverse feeling uh -oh. guilt yeah. or, or over buying it from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. All right. All right. Anything else to catch up on before we jump into these episodes? Oh, yes. Um, yes. I gave a talk to a middle school podcasting oh, class ya? this week, and that was an experience. <laughs> so you came in to talk about podcasting and yeah, our podcast? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Little, yep, I talked about our podcast. I Because a lot of um, the person... The person who's like kind of facilitating the class um, mm -hmm. knew that I had a podcast and, and I know her from a lot of different things. Um, but she was like, you know, I think your podcast is a really good example of one that's kind of just for fun. Like a lot of a lot of what the kids have seen is like really serious podcasts. Right. Um, so she was like, and I she's think like, you and yours really... is completely ridiculous for nobody. Really <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I'm going to listen to some episodes. And I'm like, I don't know. It's not You're really like, going to make sense if you don't it. watch these shows. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I did share a couple of clips and uh, we shared the fish pun clip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our clip, and then uh, one about me going full Muppet. Um, yeah, I, I kind of remember it, that. <laughs> and they kind of went right over the kids' heads. Like yeah. they didn't really. These kids are used to connect. the the highest and and uh, fastest, most viral TikToks, and we're serving up fish pun, overly yeah. long fish pun with music. Yeah, Cuts. and I was like, I, I I gave a couple of examples and suggested different ones that yeah. I thought would connect a little bit better, but um, this is what <laughs> they chose, and it was kind of awkward just standing there while we punned for three minutes straight, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> uh, it is what it is, you know? Take it or leave yeah. it. We're a niche, we're a niche podcast, all right? 
Yep. <laughs> but um but it yeah. was it was an experience, that is for sure. I whew, middle Oof. school. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. That's all yeah. I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a rough time, you know? <laughs> it was a really rough time. I will say it was, so it was like one class kind of split into two. Uh, so I basically met with two different sets of kids. And mm-hmm. the first was great. They had tons of really good questions um, because they were like supposed to be practicing their interviewing skills. Mm-hmm. So they, um, the facilitator gave like, gave them a, a bunch of facts about me. Um, and they had to make questions based on those facts and based on the podcast. Um, and they were great. And then the second group basically wasn't paying attention, was like talking <laughs> over me as I was talking. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, I we got to like kind of the end of it. They asked all their questions, like didn't really want to ask their questions. It was like pulling teeth. And then... <laughs> Like they didn't listen to what I said when I answered them. Um, and then and then like the facilitator in that class was like, so do you want to, you know, like tell them a little bit more about your podcast? And I was like, I don't think they're listening. They're not going to listen to me at all. And of course they weren't listening. They didn't say anything. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I hear you. And I was like, but I'll go around and talk to them individually. Like, I think that might be a better approach. Yeah. And so when I did that, at least like some of the groups were better about that. But like. There's this one kid who was talking over me and one of the facilitators was like, don't you want to hear what our guest has to say and like learn from her? And he was like, no. <laughs> and then and then when I went over oh, to talk to him and his group, I was like, so do you want to tell me about your podcast? And he was like, no. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then, turned around and on. walked away. <laughs> I was like, you motherfucker. Okay. Bye bye now. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, okay, fine. Whatever. Yeah. Can't get no respect. I <laughs> can't get no respect. <laughs> cool. Well, hopefully you brighten some minds and, uh, you know, maybe they took away one or two fish puns with them. Yeah, you know? maybe. You Otherwise, they'd feel guilty. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But uh, All right. Was, very cool. That was interesting. I will say I have a new respect for, teachers. I mean, I, I've always respected <laughs> teachers. Yeah. But, you know, even more so, I'm like, wow, yeah, their job is not easy dealing with a bunch of shithead like misfits <laughs> <laughs> and trying to teach them stuff, you know? Yeah, teaching stuff. It's uh, not an easy, not an easy gig. <laughs> yeah. So if you're a teacher out there, you know, Our hearts go you. are with you. Power you to you. are undervalued, underappreciated, underpaid. American Under treasures. American treasures. But you do get yeah. the summers off. So that's why you, <laughs> that's, you know, yeah. that's how you get uh, the uh, trade off. But it's not really a even trade. No. I mean, you, you need like half the year off to make it somewhat even. Yeah. Like, if you had six months of just doing that job and then you got six months off straight, it might be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Anyway, Any let's hoozles. get into Buffy. Let's get in. Get in. To- to Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny every time. It's funny every time. It's always going to be funny. <laughs> I can't believe you stole my intro. As always I, me. I can't believe it took me so long to figure out that you were always doing that. And I was, I was like, wait a it. minute. <laughs> <laughs> you just took it from me. It's well, fine. You can have it. You can have it, Sammy Joe. Maybe <laughs> we can start on a clean slate, a tabula rasa. 
Ooh, good Ooh. segue. Good segue. Thank you. This week we watched Buffy, Season 6, Episode 8, Tabula Rasa. Original air date, November 13, 2001. It was written by State Stephen S. DeKnight and Rebecca Kirshner and directed by David Grossman. Your predictions from last week from the musical phenomenon Once More with Feeling. You said that Spike and Buffy's kiss was a fleeting, unreal moment, and the next episode will wipe off the face of Spike and Buffy. I don't even know what that was supposed to mean, but that's what you said. Okay. Uh, You said, I don't think they end up together. I don't think this is a thing that will continue. Maybe they acknowledge this kiss was weird, but it won't stick. Uh, You also said the break between Willow and Tara will continue to separate. They'll be drawn apart because of Willow's actions and magic use. And it will send Willow down the dark path. Yes. Willow will turn into the big bad because she won't be able to handle this heartbreak. Mm. And next few episodes, Giles will be out. Wow. 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 I think those are really good predictions. I mean, I think that they were all really hard to see, you know? What are you saying, Sammy Joe? Are you saying Uh, that my intuition is basic? (laughs) Yeah, basic. (laughs) You're telling me I'm just basic? You know, I was thinking I might be basic. You know, mm-hmm. I actually had this thought because you do this like pumpkin spice lattes. I'm a pretty basic human being. And I know you like boots with the fur. Like when I watch shows. And I know shows, when fall happens, you're like, woo. I let things wash over me, like entertainment. Yeah. Like I like big, mm-hmm. dumb, stupid entertainment. I miss a lot of things. Oh, do you? That's... <laughs> Listen. <laughs> okay, I'm Hang listening. on. All right. <laughs> Sorry. I like like the restaurant chilies. I love that restaurant. <laughs> okay. You're just a Look, hometown boy. <laughs> I'm just telling you. But there's nothing wrong. With enjoying the simple pleasures no, here on Earth. No, absolutely you know, not. Not everything has to be Cerebral. Shakespeare, okay? Not everything ah. has to be a complex uh, cat's cradle of a of a, of a a uh, piece of art or... <laughs> <laughs> okay? Sometimes you can okay. just you can just enjoy whatever you want to enjoy. And there should be yeah. no shame in that, okay? Not everything's got to be an M.C. Escher. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all... I, lo- I love M- M.C. Escher. I love that song that he does. It's like, can't touch this. No, no. So, yeah. Anyways. Continue on there, Sammy Joe. Just... I'll, I'll get off my podium here. Okay. My soapbox. <laughs> um... Yeah, where, well, I'm so confused now. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so let's let's get into this episode. Yeah, and... let's get into Buffy. I mean, I think this one's fun. <laughs> yeah, this is a good one. You know what I really like out of this episode, though? What? There's one character that I'm a big fan of. Oh, I think I know. <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> so we open yeah. in classic Buffy style. Buffy's patrolling in a graveyard. Spooky music is playing. We get so kind spooky. of a, a POV of someone like stalking her. Uh, but it's just Spike. He wants to talk, but she does not. And he says, we, we kissed you and me. 
all gone with the wind, with the rising music and the rising music. And what was that, Buffy? I just I just thought that was a funny line. <laughs> right, yeah, it's hilarious. Rise, <laughs> rising music and the rising... Uh-huh, innuendo. Other, th- other things that rise uh-huh. during yeah. a passionate kiss. Right. Like that. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I always start writing these and I'm like, I'm going to just like super simplify, make this really quick. And then the dialogue hits me and I'm like, but this is funny and I got to talk I gotta about it. I got to write all the dialogues. <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of dialogue in this episode because the dialogue is great. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so she tells him that it was a spell and she's never going to kiss or touch him ever again. And then, of course, she does. She knocks him to the ground as a stake goes flying through the air right where he had been standing. And they both look up to see a well-dressed demon with a shark head. Yeah. Telling his... Telling his vampire minions, I think I'm going to just uh, give you these lines because, again... Street sharks, know. Sammy Joe. Street sharks. This guy's yeah. got cold, dead eyes. Like yeah. a doll's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And he says... He says, easy, boys. No need to get physical-like. Is there, Mr. Spike? <laughs> <laughs> he tells Spike that he wants the 40 Siamese he owes him. And Spike tells him he'll get his kittens. He just needs a little more time. <laughs> and How do you then, wrangle all those cats? What do you put them in? Put them in like a I big sack know. or something? And yeah. does it, he needs them alive, I would assume, right? I mean, they I don't really want to think about that too much. Yeah. You know? I but guess then, these are the details they don't go into. Yeah. And then like he says, we, don't, we need to be thinking about that. Time, yeah. Then he says, time, time, time. Is what turns kitten kittens into cats. <laughs> Boy, I did not catch what this guy was saying because no. <laughs> I have no recollection of this conversation. Yeah, so I was just Spike taking him in. Saying, I know, letting him walk <laughs> over you. It's a lot to take you. in for a dude in a in a. And he, he looked good. He was dressed. He was you know, dressed very snappy. He's kind of a shark dresser. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, he's also kind of a card shark. A little bit. Yeah, I know. Because, you know, he's looking for the kittens from right. kitten poker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I refer to him as throughout the... Uh... Card shark? Yeah, but in but what's funny is in the credits, uh, like on IMDb, he's called Teeth. Teeth? Instead <laughs> yeah. of Jaws. Oh, yes, yeah. that makes sense. Teeth. Yeah. Teeth. What's up? My name's Teeth. <laughs> I mean, he does like kind of go... Like clacks his teeth sometimes. Kind of chomps it a little. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Yeah. So then he says he doesn't want to see anyone get hurt and his vamp step forward, but Buffy and Spike knock them back and the shark changes his tune and asks Buffy if she'd consider a little debt collecting work for him. And I mean, she could use the money, you know, although I don't know. Giles gave her a lot. So maybe she's fine now. Hmm. Um. Uh, and she says, no, thank you. And then one of the vamps points out that Spike has run for it. The shark ex- excuses himself to find Spike. And he says to Buffy, it was a genuine, oh, it was a genuine pleasure. I'll just do that one. And then he clacks his teeth. <laughs> it was That's a when he genuine goes, pleasure. There you go. <laughs> Making him a little Long Island again. A little bit. He's got He's got that look. He's got you a Long get, Island you, you shark can, You can either shark do look to him. Long Island or Yes, I know. Southern. You told me this last episode. 
<laughs> I'm aware, all right? I guess my, okay. my, uh, my uh, accent. Uh, uh, game? Game. Abilities? It's, abilities is not. It's not. It's kind of basic, too, okay? <laughs> as well as everything else about me. Sammy Joe. That's okay, Pat. I still love you anyways. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so then he clacks his teeth, which kind of reminded me of, like, my grandfather when I was little. Yeah, he did that. Technically, he was my step-grandfather, but, yeah, he 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 used to have, like, um, uh, dentures, and mm-hmm. he would, like like, clack them out. And then, yeah. like, suck them back in. And I don't know. I just was reminded, <laughs> just reminded <laughs> of that when this guy did that. Um, so, yeah, you know, everybody leaves. And then Buffy stands there and says, if I were to stop saving his life, it would simple things up so much. Meaning Spike's life. Yeah. Then we get the intro. And back from the intro, Anya, Xander, Tara, and Willow are all sitting around Xander's table looking guilty, wondering what Buffy was doing when she was in heaven. Willow blames herself, saying she was too selfish. And Xander says, maybe we were. I just feel weird feeling bad that my friend's not dead. It's too mind-boggling. So I've decided to simplify the whole thing. Me like Buffy. Buffy's alive, so me glad. See? Just like Xander. Me? What do you mean? Me? Because he's simplifying things. You know, he's basic. Okay. All right. It's It's just being reinforced right here. It's not helping me feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Tara says that they need to stop obsessing about what they did and start focusing on how to make things better for Buffy and Xander suggests a video club (laughs) Uh, Willow says that she knows a spell that can make Buffy forget she was ever in heaven and Tara tells her no magic and they start to argue so Xander and Tara or Xander and Anya flee for their bedroom leaving them alone and we're going to do some lines here. So you can be Tara. I will be Willow. Tara tells Willow that she knows that she used a spell on her and accuses her of violating her mind. How could you, Willow? How could you, after what Glory did to me? Violate you? I, I, I didn't mean anything like that. I just, I wanted us not to fight anymore. I love you. If you don't want to fight, you don't fight. You don't use magic to make a fight disappear (laughs) but i just wanted to make things better better for us but you don't get to decide what is better for us will we're in a relationship we are supposed to decide together okay i'm i realize i did it wrong you did it the way you're doing everything when things get rough you you don't even consider the options you just you just do a spell it's not good for you willow and it's not what magic is for but I I just want to help people. Maybe that's how it started. But you're helping yourself now, fixing things to your liking, including me. Tara, no. Yes, Willow. <laughs> that was an extra ad lib by yeah, Pat. I just Please added disregard. in a little extra, you know. <laughs> Tara tells Willow that she doesn't think this is going to work. And Willow tearfully tells Tara she needs her and promises not to do magic for a month. Tara says one week and Willow agrees. Tara says they both need space and Willow says, are you saying you're going to leave me? Smash cut to Giles in the workout room saying, I have to, to a shocked looking Buffy. 
She accuses Giles of abandoning her and begs him to stay, saying she can't do this without him, but he tells her that she can, and that's why he has to leave, so that she has to stand on her own. And he says, Buffy, I've thought this over and over. I believe it's the right thing to do. And Buffy says, you're wrong, and storms out. Mm. Mm. At the Summers house, Dawn and Tara wait at the bottom of the stairs for Willow, who walks out in a towel and tells them to go ahead without her. So they take off. Then Willow walks off screen. We hear a magic sound, and then she re-enters. A magic the f- sound? Yeah. What's that sound like? Like if what you, you were to vocalize it, like, what would what do it you, sound like? What do you think it sounds like? Like if I were just to conjure up a magic sound? It's like sound? a chime. It's like a little chime sound. I don't Ooh, know. Yeah. I can't do chimes. What's it sound like? Come on. Give it a shot. A little chime. Ching. Yeah. You, well, li- okay, maybe it. my sound effects are basic. <laughs> <laughs> you can do sound effects better than me, okay? Tinkle, tinkle. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, uh, and then she comes back into the frame fully dressed. And I was like, yeah. wow, I wish I could do that. Right? She's got yeah, her hair I, I, done up all nice. I'd abuse that power. Definitely. I mean, out of all the powers, what's wrong with that one? That's Tara. fine. That, Tara? You know, I would get to places so much quicker and yeah, you definitely, definitely need never that be spell. late. You need that spell, for sure. I do. Yeah. Wow. What are you trying to say about me? <laughs> Just trying to say sometimes you're late, you know? So let's wrap it up, you know? Wow. Like, okay. <laughs> I hit a chord. <laughs> Maybe I have ADHD, Pat. Hey, I'm right Maybe there with you. that's why I'm late. I'm, l- listen, I'm pretty sure I have it too, so- yeah, we both need to get tested. <laughs> okay. But it, we probably do. We just anyway. can't get our shit together enough to go get tested. <laughs> no, that's the problem. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so then she grabs a stash of Lethe's bramble that she has hidden behind some books, lights it near the fireplace, and says, For Buffy and Tara, this I char. Let Lethe's bramble do its chore. Purge their minds of memories grim, of pains from recent slights and sins. She holds a clear quartz crystal up to the flame and says, When the fire goes out, when the crystal turns black, the spell will be cast. Tabula rasa, tabula rasa, tabula rasa. And this was the name of a lost episode too, right? Tabula rasa, it was indeed. Clean slate, man. Yep. Mm -hmm. She puts the crystal in her pocket and then walks away. We cut to the magic box. Everyone is gathered except for Xander and Willow. Dawn asks Giles what kind of oogly booglies they're dealing with. <laughs> and Giles tells her there aren't any. Just as Willow and Xander arrive together, Willow wearing Xander's jacket. Giles starts to tell everyone he's leaving, but Spike rushes in, smoking and sizzling, wearing an old-fashioned brown suit with a bow tie and a hat with ear flaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks good. Yeah, and like he demands... Look. He demands asylum, which was funny because Xander was like, I'll say. (laughs) Uh, And then he says his outfit is a disguise as he hides out from the toothy bloke with a baby seal breath. Willow discreetly checks the crystal in her pocket and it glows green. And then we cut to the Summer's house. The fire crackles and a few sparks fly out and hit the bag of Lethe's bramble that Willow left there. Hello, Willow. Fire safety. Yeah. What the heck? Take it easy. Back at the magic shop, Giles tells the gang that he's headed back to England where he'll stay indefinitely. 
Xander protests and Anya asks if it's for real this time. She says, because honest to Pete, a young shopkeeper's heart can only take so much. <laughs> I mean, not that I want you to go. Yeah, but she kind of um, does. But she kind of does. Yeah. Yeah. She, she likes being in charge. Yeah. Buffy says, I can't do this and heads for the door. But Willow stops her and starts to apologize. And then Buffy cuts, cuts her off saying, sorry, everybody's sorry. I know that you guys are just trying to help, but it's just it's too much. And I and I can't take it anymore. If you guys if you guys understood how it felt, how it feels, it feels like I'm dying. It And suddenly she falls to the floor unconscious. Oh, the others all fall down, too. Giles and Anya slump over each other in their seats. Willow and Tara fall to the, Willow and Xander fall to the floor in a heap. Spike falls over on some books on the counter. And then we cut back to the Summer's living room. Zoom in on the smoking pile of ashes that used to be the big old bag of Lethe's bramble. Mm. So, she basic so she just meant to burn that one, you know, small piece, but she left the bag there and the fire crackled and now all of them burned up. Yet another example of Willow's magic not working the way it should. Yeah. A lot of times it does, you know, right. but some, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes things happen. This episode, case in point. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's dark now. Everyone is still unconscious at the magic shop. Then Buffy wakes up, looks around, looks confused. She goes and turns on the lights. Xander and Willow wake up snuggled together, look at each other, gasp and jump apart. And Xander's like, hey, (laughs) to Willow. (laughs) And she's like, hey. Hey. Anya yawns and wakes up, waking Giles up, who was sleeping with his head on her shoulder. Tara wakes up in her chair. Spike, who was laying, um, like his whole body was just on the counter. He starts yeah. to turn and wakes up as he's falling off the counter. And then he hits the floor, yells, which wakes up Dawn, who looks around frightened and says, who are you people? Buffy kneels beside her and says, she doesn't know anyone here either. And Dawn asks Buffy who she is. And Buffy doesn't know how to answer that. So... Definitely a clean slate here. Their memories were... Oh, yeah. She tabula rasa it up. Good. Yep. Yep. (laughs) She really tabulated that rasa. (laughs) She sure did. (laughs) And we're going to do some lines here. Okay. Would have been funny when uh, Tara and Willow were having their confrontation earlier, and then uh, Willow just went behind her, and she's like, forget, obliviate, and then she just like made her forget again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would have been good. She just kept that I'm, thing You know going. what? Hey, good for you for remembering Obliviate. It's not bad, right? Yeah. Not it's bad for a basic, basic, basic boy. Which? <laughs> <laughs> basic boy. Um, I'm going to start a new company. It's going to be called Basic and Beautiful. And it's just all about like loving the simpler things in life. I like that. Yeah. All right, so I'll have you be the boys and I'll be the girls. All right. Okay, so you start. Okay, who are you freaks? Y- you don't know me, says not, Willow. Not a clue. Uh, But you were all just like, hey. Yeah, because I thought you were a girl and I don't remember, but. Willow grabs her boobs and says, well, I am a girl. I'm not sure who I am exactly, but. Okay, why? 
was I on the ground? And why are you all staring at me? Is this some kind of psych test? Am I getting paid for this? And then Giles sit, sits up and he says, it's not just you. Does anyone remember anything? And everyone shakes their heads. Uh, and then Giles suggests that maybe they all got drunk. But Dawn says that she doesn't think she drinks. And Anya says she doesn't see any booze. Xander starts to panic. And Buffy says, hey, hey, take it easy, guy. Okay. Hey, hey we're the monkeys. <laughs> He says, okay, no one's hurt, right? And none of us look all hatchety, murdery, so we're probably safe here, wherever here is. And Willow starts, like, pointing out all the weird stuff on the shelves. And then, you know, she and Tara kind of combined say that, you know, they're, they're in a magic shop. And so Buffy says, maybe something magic happened. And Giles says, magic? <laughs> Magic's all balderdash and chicanery. I'm afraid we don't know bloody thing. And everyone looks at him and he says, except I seem to be British, don't I? <laughs> Very. Uh, and a man with glasses. Well, that narrows it down considerably. <laughs> <laughs> he says they'll all get their memories back and it'll be right as rain. And then Spike says, oh, listen to Mary Poppins. He's got his crust all stiff and upper with that Nancy boy accent. And everyone looks at him and he says, you Englishmen are always so... And then he goes, bloody hell, and kind of ticks off on his fingers. <laughs> Sodding, blimey, shagging, knickers, bollocks. Oh, God, I'm English. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. And then Spike wonders aloud if they're related. And Giles says, you do inspire a particular feeling of familiarity and disappointment. <laughs> Spike walks over to Giles, kind of scowling, and they look at each other. And Giles says, older brother? And Spike says, Father? Giles kind of looks outraged and Spike says, oh God, how I must hate you. And Giles says, what did I do? And Spike says, there's always something. And what's up with the trollop? And he kind of points to Anya. Yeah. And Spike says that he saw them sleeping together. Um, and, you know, Giles is like resting. <laughs> but Anya holds up her hand and shows off her ring and says, it's okay, we're engaged. Spike says, oh, great, a tardy stepmom who's half old daddy's age. And Giles says, old? You little twerp, I'm young enough to still get carded. <laughs> this just whole part is phenomenal. Yeah, it was very funny. This is yeah. kind of the standout moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Willow says, carded, driver's licenses. So everyone kind of looks, you know, checks themselves for IDs. Yeah. Um, Xander fies, finds his, Alexander Harris. Willow finds hers. Tara finds hers. She says that she's a student at UC Sunnydale. And Willow says, me too. Maybe we're study buddies. Dawn and Buffy don't have wallets, but Dawn is wearing a necklace with her name on it, which I find funny because I always thought that those necklaces were sort of dumb. Like, are you going to forget your name someday? Yeah. So this, I guess, is the only instance People where actually have these? it makes sense. Oh, uh, yeah. People really? definitely have. You, you didn't see girls wearing them when you so. were in like middle school and high school? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So many people. I, I can't say. I don't know if I was like friends really with anyone who wore them, but. You didn't have a Sammy Joe necklace? I didn't. Maybe, you no. know, maybe I'm just bitter about that. Yeah. Because they didn't make Sammy necklaces that were like <laughs> S-A-M-I, you know? Right. Maybe They're that's the real story behind this. You'd have this. to clink off half of it. And, right. Uh, yeah. Turn the A into an I and then yeah. re-weld it back together. Your welding yeah. skills probably weren't up to par at age 12. Or I'm now. No? Still? No. Still, still haven't now. hit that welding 
curve, no, huh? It's no. a tough one to get a hold of, but most yeah. people do, you know. Yeah. You know? Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess yeah. I'm just basic in that way. Yeah, I've been welded since I was like, I don't know, wee boy. <laughs> yeah. 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 You got a welding mask and everything? Actually, I do have a welding mask. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a welding torch? No. But you know why I have a welding mask, Sammy Joe? For Halloween? No, I bought it for the sol- solar eclipse so that I could film the uh, solar eclipse. Oh, really? Yeah, I took the That's glass so out of it funny. and put it in front of my camera lens. Ha! Whoa, what a yeah. smart guy. It did turn my footage kind of green, though, because the glass is green. Oh. Well, that's okay. You know, still got to see the thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the footage looked great. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, there's going to be a full solar eclipse passing right over my house next year. Wow. What do you think of ne- that? Next year? Next or later year. or next total month? Total next year. Total eclipse. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you going to sing, turn around, bright eyes, turn around? I don't know what that is. Every now and then, oh. a little bit Why would I sing this? Because it's Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, okay. See, I don't know music, so. Yeah. Okay, well, you just call me up and I'll sing that song for you. <laughs> yeah. No, I'll yeah. sing, uh, I'm bringing sexy back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because it's a great back. song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you do like that song. I feel like you bring that one up a lot. <laughs> what? I've never brought that one up before. Okay, I'm pretty sure <laughs> we talked about it. Uh, or maybe I brought it up. I'm bringing Buffy back. Oh, yeah. See? Maybe that was there me. There you go. That was you. Yeah. Yeah, it's all you. But I, I definitely feel like if we com- comb through the archive <laughs> which we don't of our episodes, do. <laughs> which, uh, yeah, we would definitely find a lot of... Like, Pat, you made about Instances. 74 JT references. <laughs> <laughs> I think you like JT. <laughs> I'm like, ah, guilty. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Giles says, I'm called Rupert Giles, which Spike makes fun of. And then Giles says, you're not too old to put across my knee, you know, Sonny. <laughs> Sonny. <laughs> anyway, what did I call you? And Spike checks his pockets, but they're empty. And then he sees the label on the inside of a suit jacket. And he says, made with care for Randy. <laughs> Randy Giles? Why not call me horny Giles or desperate for a shag Giles? I knew there was a reason I hated you. <laughs> it's funny. Also, I always forget that Giles is his last name. Rupert's his first name. Yep. It's so weird. It is weird. Yeah. Because I just think Giles, that's that's the name. That's the first name. Yeah. Yeah. But it's Rupee. Well, and Xander, too, being Alexander. Right. Like later in the episode. They call him Alex. They don't don't do it as (laughs) as much as I thought they did. But yeah, Dawn calls him Alex at some point, which is like weird. Just really weird. It is weird. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And then Giles says... Randy's a family name, undoubtedly. Willow realizes that she's wearing a jacket that says Harris and deduces that maybe Xander's her boyfriend. Mm. Anya suddenly shouts, I'm Anya. And everyone looks at her. (laughs) And and she explains, this key fits this lock. And the forms next to the cash register say that Rupert and Anya own the shop together. (laughs) That was a funny touch. (laughs) Yeah. To have her mispronounce her name. Her Yeah, her name. Yeah. That's great. 
Um, and then Don offers to name Buffy, but Buffy says, oh, that's sweet, but I think I can name myself. I'll name me Joan, which Don thinks is so blah, and they bicker and then realize that they must be sisters. And then they hug each other, and Randy says, you never showed me affection like that, I'd wager. <laughs> Joan says they need to figure out what's going on and get help, and Randy says, looks like Joan fancies herself the boss. Joan suggests going to the hospital, and they all start toward the door, and Joan says, any suggestions on how we're going to get there? Is it going to be too confusing with me calling them by their fake names? Uh, or are no. you following Okay, cool. How basic do you think I am, Sammy Joe? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just checking. <laughs> I can just follow. Make sure. I can follow okay. just fine. Thank you You know very who Randy much. Giles is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Randy says, Dad can drive. He's bound to have some classic midlife crisis transport. And he kind of puts his arm on Giles' shoulder. He says, <laughs> something red, shiny, shaped like a penis. <laughs> Which, you know, he does have a red and shiny midlife crisis sports car. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they get bit. to the front door, Joan opens it, and the two card sharks minions are at the door, and vamp face, the whole gang screams, Joan closes the door, and they all crouch on the floor to hide, scared and shocked. Randy says, vampires! <laughs> <laughs> and Tara says, maybe it's Halloween. Don says, it doesn't feel like Halloween. Xander says, even if it is, those guys are definitely not kids, and those are definitely not costumes. Randy's right. Looks like we have vampires. <laughs> and also just like the way that they're speaking is just funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the vamps bangs on the door and shouts, Slayer! Willow and Xander leave to check if there are other doors and to barricade them. And then Joan asks, monsters are real? Did we know this? Rupert suggests using things in the shop to fight them with, magic tricks or whatever, and one of the vamps yells, send out Spike! And Rupert says, they seem to want spikes. This gives Randy an idea. He runs off and returns with an armful of steaks. He says, let's give him these. <laughs> and Rupert is like, oh, you know, good job or something. <laughs> you know, providing some positive reinforcement to his son. Sure. Then Willow and Xander return with the news that a trap door in the basement leads to the sewers, so the rest of the gang follows them toward the back of the store when one of the windows shatters, and they all scream. Xander gets on his knees and tries to pray, you know, a few different ways, just in case, because he's like, I can't remember what I am. Uh, one of the vamps grabs Joan, and another grabs Randy and says, you owe us. Randy throws the stakes he's collected at the vamp's feet and says, fine, take your damn spikes. <laughs> the vamp says, you got the boss's kittens, which confuses Randy, as Joan does the classic hand bite maneuver to the vamp who's holding her, and then kicks him, pushes him away, grabs the vamp holding Randy and says, stay away from Randy. And then she stakes him and looks very confused about it. The other vamp runs off, promising that he'll be back and he won't be alone. And I'm like, you weren't alone this time, buddy. Yeah. Um, but Joan turns back and looks at the others and says, I think I know why Joan's the boss. I'm like a superhero or something. Or something. Or something. Xander passes right out. And then outside the magic shop, 
The card shark is nervously pacing in front of a few vamps that are itching for a fight. He tells one of them that the humans will turn on Spike eventually. And Maybe if they they're don't... itching for a bite. Am I right? Oh. <laughs> Um, and if they don't that they'll burn the place to the ground Inside the shop, Joan shares a plan. She says, they seem to want Randy, and I seem to be pretty strong, wicked strong. So you guys go through the, through the sewers to get to the hospital, and Randy and I will give the monsters a run for their money. Anya says she's not leaving the shop because she has to protect the cash register. So that is clearly deeply ingrained within her. <laughs> right. That, there's no change in that. No, can't remember her name, but yeah, she money. remembers she needs to protect the money. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, t- to do some spells. And Rupert, who is holding Anya's shoulder protectively, agrees that magic could help. So Joan tells them to work on that. Ready, Randy? She says. And he says, ready, Joan. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rupert stops Randy and he says, um, son, come here, uh, please. And <laughs> this is good. <laughs> they hug super awkwardly. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, you know, pat on the back, like guy right, hug, like you know? Like a quick pat. Yeah. yeah. Slap, slap pat hug. Yep. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. So mm-hmm. good. So um, good. And then Spike, sorry, Randy pushes Rupert away and goes out the front with Joan as Willow, Xander, Tara, and Dawn go towards the back. Rupert and Anya stay where they are. Joan and Randy run, but a bunch of vamps grabs Rand... Wait, but one vamp, so they run out the front door of the magic shop, like into downtown Sunnydale. Um, <laughs> and then a vamp grabs Randy and he turns and he vamps out, knocking out the vamp, then turns to Joan and says, hey, I'm a superhero too. And Joan sees his face and runs off screaming. And then a vamp hits Randy and he goes down. Randy fights four of the vamps, then runs after Joan. Xander helps Dawn, Tara, and Willow down a ladder into the sewers. And Willow and Tara have kind of a charged moment of closeness. A vamp appears in the sewer in front of them and they turn and run in the opposite direction. Back at the magic shop, Rupert realizes he has a ticket to London in his jacket, but he doesn't Mm. say anything to Anya. (laughs) (laughs) Anya picks up a random book and brings it to Rupert, saying her intuition tells her that this is the book for them to start with. She opens it to a random page and starts reading aloud an incantation, and a bunny pops into existence on the table. Oh, here we go with the bunnies. (laughs) Yeah, doesn't she she say. to conjure the bunny, like her spells, she says like "bara bara himba shamba." <laughs> it's kind of close to that. Pretty close, right? Bara bara himble gemination. Yeah, pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so then she screams and like kind of grabs onto Rupert. Randy mm-hmm. catches up with Joan and she knocks him to the ground and tells him that he's a vampire, um, and he feels his face and teeth. And then we're going to do a couple of lines here. Okay. So you be Spike slash Randy, and I will be Buffy slash Joan. Okay. I I kill your kind. And I bite yours. So how come I don't want to bite you? And why am I fighting other vampires? And then Spike gets this like, aha, revelation look on his face. I must be a noble vampire. A good guy. On a mission of redemption. 
I help the hopeless. I'm a vampire with a soul. A vampire with a soul? Oh my god, how lame is that? (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty lame. Pretty lame. Or is it amazing? It's lame. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Back at the magic shop, Rupert suggests trying a different book as Anya stands on a chair and there are bunnies all over the place now, just on top of the shelves, crawling all over the floors, the tables. She says, this book made the little fluffers and this book's going to send them back. And she tries again, but another bunny appears at Rupert's feet and he just says, yes, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Randy full circle for the bunnies. Yeah. Randy continues his soliloquy about being a hero and then a vamp appears in the sewers, Xander, Don, Willow, and Tara hide from the vamp that's pursuing them. Um, and Tara and Willow are crouched very close to each other and kind of like, mm-hmm. again, have keep looking charged. at each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back at the magic shop, there's there's got to be like, I don't know, 50 bunnies at this point hopping yeah, around everywhere. And I'm then surprised a stri- she's not completely freaking out here. Yeah. I mean, she is standing on a table you know, with a book and right. yeah, but she's not like, she's still able to make yeah. words come out of her mouth. <laughs> right. If that were centipedes, oh, oh, I can't even, I don't even want to think about it. it. I don't even snakes, want to bring that. I would yeah. die, Sammy Joe. Yeah, you would, would just implode. Literally implode. <laughs> like <laughs> I would not exist anymore. No, yeah. I think I would probably do the same thing. I'm already having fear just imagining. Me too, me too. There was a jump scare on a show this week that had mm-hmm. snakes explode out of something. Mm-hmm. And I basically leapt out of my soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it was bad news, Bears. Wow. Ugh. Ugh. So Ugh. bad. Yeah. Okay. So traumatized. PTSD. Sorry. Yeah. Well, let's think about these bunnies. The bunnies are, you know, uh, we're bunnies. not afraid of bunnies. So that's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but so now there's also a strange green mist on the ceiling. And no, this Rupert, is funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rupert says, clearly that is not a helpful book, darling. Come down and we will go about fixing this in a sensible fashion. But Anya does not want to get down from the chair and they continue bickering. Then back to Joan and Randy. They take on a whole bunch of vamps, card shark pacing in the background. Oh, excuse me. In the background. Uh, And then when Joan gets punched, she says, note to self, learn to duck, which I think is pretty funny because like Buffy kind of gets punched a lot. So sort of funny that they threw that in there. Yeah. She kicks over a mailbox on a wooden post and then grabs the broken post to use as a stake. Back at the magic shop, Rupert is now sword fighting with a skeleton and he yells at Anya to get a different book. In the sewers, Dawn is now sitting across from Willow, who asks how she's doing, and Dawn says, I'm okay, it's scary, but weirdly, kind of familiar. And Willow's like, yeah, I know what you mean. And Dawn asks Willow how she's doing, and Willow says, a little confused. I mean, I'm all sweaty and trapped, no memory, hiding in a pipe from a vampire, and I think I'm kind of (laughs) gay. Yeah, news, news to me. In the magic shop, Anya and Rupert are hiding behind the counter, whisper arguing at each other as something that we can't see growls at them. And Rupert says, look what you've done, you lunatic woman. 
and he's kind of like looking through a pile of books on his lap. Mm-hmm. And Anya says, don't blame me, you snobby snotty thinks he's so great kind of jerk. And I feel compelled to take some vengeance on you. <laughs> she hits him over the head with the bunny conjuring book. And Rupert says, no wonder I'm leaving you. And he shows her the one way ticket to London. Anya throws her ring and it bounces to the other side of the counter and then says, now look what you've done. That thing is going to eat my ring. In the sewer, the vamp smells, that says, I smell fear. Oh, this is fun. good. This guy. This yeah. guy. I yeah. smell fear. Just and it smells of- good. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of pork and beans guy. Yeah, me too. It's kind of sounded like that, huh? <laughs> pork and beans, I smell you. Yep. The ladies <laughs> sneak away behind him, but the vamp finds Xander and they fight. Then Rupert tries a spell from a different book, and after a blue flash of light, everything is back to normal. Anya Do we mention up the Skeletor that Giles is fighting? Yeah, I mentioned fighting. that. Oh, okay. Missed it. Yeah. That was when he yelled at her to find a different book. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. That was good. That was good. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah, this episode kept kind of upping the ante a little bit, because when it first started... With the street shark guy. I was like, yeah. I love this guy, but I was like, eh, I think they're going to take it easy this episode, considering yeah. uh, last episode was such a big shebang with the music, you know? I mm-hmm. thought that they were just going to mail this one in and be like, yeah, here you go, street shark guy. I don't know. He takes Dawn and you got to get her back. I don't know. You know, I thought it was going to be one of those nothing episodes. Nah. But uh, this, what, this this was pretty fun. They They stepped it up. Yeah. Yeah, like you were like, oh, well, they went so, you know, they went so hard on the musical. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. I thought nope. the pendulum was going to swing back the other way and we we're going to get no. a real stink this pot isn't with the lost. shark guy. This isn't lost, okay? <laughs> There's no pendulums in Buffy, except for magic yeah, ones. I know. Uh, so we're going to do some lines. Okay. Um, yeah, so Anya picks up her ring and puts it back on and you're going to be Giles slash Rupert and I'll be Anya. Okay. So Giles, sorry, Rupert comes from behind the counter and he says, I'm so sorry, dear. No, Rupi, I'm sorry. You were right. That was the wrong book. Oh, um, yes. He removes his glasses. It was, but I'm, I'm still sorry. Don't leave me. Oh, Anya. (laughs) <laughs> and they, then they share a very passionate kiss. He bends yeah. her. He bends her over like, yeah. woo. You know what? No, he dips her. He dips her. He doesn't yeah, he bend dips her over. Her. Sorry, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, you're boy. right. Semantics. <laughs> that uh, oh, could mean something. Me. Something very, very <laughs> different. Anyways. Anyway, yeah. very romantic. You know what? I kind of like this coupling. I'm yeah? going to, uh, yeah, I'm a- You're uh, going to ship him? I'm going to ship him. I like it. I think this makes more sense than Xander and, and her. So what would their ship name be? Ru- Runa? Jan- Janya. Janya? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah. I think they, they work out together. They got the shop, okay? Yep. She's very old because she's a demon and, you That's know, true. Rupert's older, so- mm-hmm. She's, uh, you know, she's I think it makes smart. sense. Yeah. It's, she's it's, always got insightful stuff to yeah. say because she's been around the block. This is the couple I want to see. All right. This all is right. the one I'm all in on. 
Okay. I liked it. And I didn't even know it. I didn't even, you know, until you I saw it. You didn't even know it until you saw it. Yeah. You saw this saw kiss, it. this very like, old fashioned. Yeah. Yeah. There was, well, there's, there's gotta be chemistry there, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially after this. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Giles would be steal, steal yo girl, you know? Whoa. Yeah. You think he'd do that to Xander? No, he's too much of a gentleman, but still. Yeah. I mean- if mm-hmm. I was Anya, Anya, yeah. you know, I'd be like, you'd have, you'd have trouble. You'd be like, uh oh, it's gonna be tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you can make a prediction about that if you want. Ship them, baby, ship them. <laughs> uh, so then, back in the sewers, the vamp sneaks up on Willow, knocks her to the ground. She falls on top of Tara, and the crystal in her pocket rolls out, also onto the ground. Xander says, over here, big guy, check out this throbbing jugular. (laughs) The vamp goes to fight him instead. Dawn finds some makeshift stakes and shouts, Alex, and then throws one to Xander, Alex, (laughs) and he stakes the vamp. Tara and Willow almost kiss, and then Alex steps on the crystal, shattering it and dispelling the green energy. Uh, There goes all our fun. Yep. Now we're back to Poo-Poo'sville. They should have done this for three episodes. <laughs> I mean, I would be okay with that. Right? It's too much I, fun. Just yeah. just go with it for a little this bit. Is, Let them all is, go crazy for a bit. I didn't want to say this at the beginning of the episode, but now that we're most of the way through it, this is one of my favorites. This is probably like top five for me. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I love this episode. Yeah, it's a good one. And it doesn't even have Oz in it, okay? Wow. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, da, 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 yeah, and then so Xander blinks as we hear kind of a whoosh noise. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. No, it's just small. It's just a little. A little whoosh, whoosh. I don't know. I can't hear what you're doing. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's, Something like that. One of these is good. Yeah, one so. of these. Clip it. Clip it. Put it in the show. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, Yeah, and then everyone's back to normal. Tara pushes Willow off of her. Giles and Anya kissing suddenly freeze. They're just like, oh. Ruh-roh. This Ruh-roh. is weird. Spike and but Buffy are- so magical. Let's oh. keep this going. And then we get a da 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 because it's so magical that they're kissing. Right. We, we don't really well. we don't really get that. But right, but I we just, should. Just wanted to show you that I do have it in me to do some sound effects. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So Spike and Buffy are still fighting. Uh, sorry, Roop. Uh, what's his name? Randy and Joan. <laughs> <laughs> and Joan says, "Don't mess with Joan the Vin." And then her memories flood back and she stops. And she's like, oh, right. I'm emo Buffy. Right. And then she goes down. The vamp takes advantage of Buffy's shock and kicks her a whole bunch in the gut. Oh, I always hate seeing that. What? I'm just like, like people getting kicked in the gut. It's like, you know, it's not going well for them that day. (laughs) (laughs) Just Okay. Yeah. Feel for them. Very empathetic of you. Yeah. It's just more (laughs) more than getting punched in the face. It's like if you're getting kicked a whole lot in the gut, you're like, 
I'd rather take like, a oh, kick I'm to sorry. the gut than a punch to the face. Yeah, but like multiple kicks to the gut? Well, how many were we talking here? I don't know. She took a bunch. Three to one ratio? Yeah. Three, four. Mm, yeah, that might be tough. Then you get into like rib ribs breaking territory. Right. Yeah. You know, you don't want that. I mean, but it's also, also just like wanna... you're laying on the floor. You're just completely. Yeah. Just completely like. But one punch to the face can rearrange your face, you know? That's true. So I would hate to mess up this temple. You know? Yeah, but you'd be okay with a broken rib? Yeah, that'll heal. <laughs> Not if it <laughs> punctures your lungs. Ooh, that would be bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want either of these, by the way. This is why I don't fight. This is why I don't yeah, get into same. fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to deal with all this fallout. Nor do I go into mosh pits. No, I was in one mosh pit. And that was all you needed. Actually, I don't know if it's considered a mosh pit. It was just a really rowdy crowd. But to me, mosh pits. <laughs> <laughs> if you are unsure that it was a mosh pit, it probably wasn't Listen, a mosh pit. It was really <laughs> rowdy. Okay. It's Dropkick Murphys. And it was crazy. And okay. I thought I was going to get crushed. Okay. Then that was probably a mosh pit. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. And I was, in, I was directly definitely. in the front. Directly wow. in the front. Yeah. Right were against people, the railing there. Were people drop kicking? Because uh, that's how you pretty know. Pretty sure. And um, I, I got hit in the face with muddy sweatpants at one point. Whoa. That yeah, like sounds so rowdy. Someone lost their sweatpants and they threw it. It was at the Warp Tour, Sammy Joe. Oh, I've been and to the Warp Tour. It was very muddy where they played yeah. it. And it was there's was mud everywhere. It's disgusting. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> It's did like, the person boy. like not did they have underwear on or were they just bare no, ass no i never saw the person who lost their pants i just saw the pants the pants <laughs> were just flying or they're throwing the pants around oh my god yeah and the band had to stop playing at one point this was later on this is after uh this is during the uh i think his offspring or rancid one of mm-hmm. them they were playing and they had to stop playing and say Hey, you guys got to stop throwing mud because our instruments aren't really working anymore. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I've been to Warp Tour and that shit gets crazy. It's pretty I definitely nuts. remember fearing for my life at some point. I remember thinking, this isn't really my scene. Yeah. You know, but somebody had, you know, got me tickets and I was there. And, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to wear nice shoes to this. Oh, <laughs> That's a Pat. bad idea. At least I knew not to do that. <laughs> yeah. That's trying to look good, you know? But yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think I was there. Um, I don't remember it being super muddy, so I probably wasn't there the same year as you. But I think I went two years yeah. in a row. So It's crazy. A lot of good bands. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I know. Didn't they bring it back recently? Uh, probably. I think they did. Yeah. I remember it going around and so actually someone that I used to went used to go to like middle school and high school with was like, um, oh, wh- you know, like you're going to go to Warp Tour. And I was like, fuck, no, I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like you have fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, back to Buffy mm. getting kicked in the gut. Ouch. Ouch. Um. That happens. And then we go back to the sewers. (laughs) Tara stands up and looks down at Willow, disappointed. Willow feels her pocket for the missing crystal, but it's missing, so it's not in her pocket. More like a mistle. I don't know. Sure. You know what? 
Well, take it back. Roll that back. I take it back. Roll it back. <laughs> <laughs> you get one take back per episode, and that one's okay. yours. <laughs> All right. Redacted. <laughs> um, Dawn notices the crystal crushed on the ground, and she and Xander also look at Willow very angrily, disappointed. Xander breaks the tension by laughing, and he says, sorry, I just got back the memory of seeing King Ralph. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Never seen King Ralph. Me neither. I was reference. hoping maybe you had. And no, I I know what the box looks like because I worked at a movie store. But <laughs> right, of course, never seen it. <laughs> well, maybe you should. You know, if you really want to, I definitely embody should Xander. See it. Well, that's not why I would see it, but mm-hmm. but it I, would help. I would see it. Yeah. Anyway, and then he says, "Seriously, we should get back." Dawn follows him without a word to Willow. And then Willow stands up, looks at Tara, and and Willow knows she done effed up. And uh, she yeah. walks away silently. <sighs> Tara follows a few steps behind her, crying. Back at the magic shop, Giles and Anya are are furiously cleaning very far away from each other. Buffy is still laying on the ground while Spike stakes a vamp. The card shark approaches Spike and says, you're, oh, you know what? I'll have you say this. Uh, <laughs> card shark. <laughs> card shark. <laughs> I was thinking uh, card shark guy, as much as I love him, he does have a very punchable face, you know? Yeah. Or snout, whatever it is. Yeah. You know? They have a snout? What's a fish got? Fish face? Fish snout? Fish nose? Nose. Well, dolphins nose? have, no- do- dolphins they- have noses, right? Yeah, but dolphins are mammals, ain't they? They ain't fish. We're talking sharks. Sharks a fish. What what's a fish have? (laughs) Fish snout. Let's go with snout. (laughs) Okay. Is it a snout? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I am not a marine biologist, okay? Yeah. Maybe we should Google this. This is a good aside. Okay. I want to take this back. You can't. I already used my take back. I wish I could. No, do we fish, each have one. Do fish have snouts? <laughs> Boy, the podcast really went downhill after 100 episodes. They just are live Googling things. <laughs> okay, here we go, Sammy Joe. Fish have nostrils called nares, which are located on the snout <laughs> above nares? their mouths. Yeah, they got nares, not nares. nostrils, nares. But it's located as in on the, the snout. thing that you used to use to like burn off your hair, leg hair. Uh, hair? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, but ooh, you know got, what I'm talking about. You definitely we, <laughs> use that stuff. Come we on. got some. Uh, we we got some uh, misinformation here, though. It says somebody else asked, "Do fish have snouts?" And somebody answered, "Nope. The two holes that they use to breathe through are called nares. The surrounding area is known as the cirri." C-E-R-E. Oh. All right. Are they a marine biologist? They said, I am a fish snout expert. (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Okay. So there you go. So jury's out on whether or not they have a snout. Could be a snout. Could be a series. Siri. Siri? Siri? Hello. (laughs) No, Siri, not now. (laughs) No. <laughs> Mine is British, so <laughs> yeah. Okay, are we oh, doing I should lines call here? him Giles. Yeah, uh, right. yeah. We're gonna do. Well, no, you're gonna read this. The card shark approaches oh, Spike, right. and he card says, "Card shark, 
with his snout, he says, You're not duck, Mr. Spike, fighting your own kind, palling around with the Slayer. And whoa, that suit. Hutzpah must be your middle name. Ah, hey, look, um, about our little debt problem. It's okay. I don't need the kittens. Spike grabs the demon by the front of his suit and says, You'll get paid. I'm no Welsher. And then the shark says, Right, sure. You're good for it. I know that. I'm just going to, uh, yeah. He walks away kind of quickly, <laughs> just sort of scuffles off. <laughs> yeah. And Spike puts his hand out to help Buffy up. She looks at him but gets up herself and walks off. Mm. At the bronze, bronze. At the bronze? Well, I was going to say branch because I was combining bronze <laughs> and Michelle Branch. Because <laughs> this is Michelle Branch who's singing at the bronze. She's singing right. her, her popular. <laughs> at the branch. At Michelle Branch. <laughs> her popular ditty. Branch good, toast. Goodbye to you. <laughs> goodbye to you. Yeah. Uh, Amy knew this song. Everything. Yeah, everybody knows this song. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I'm I was okay. like, I've never everybody heard this before you. in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think that Dave said the same thing. Or maybe he had heard the song but didn't know it was Michelle Branch or something like that. Yeah. What else did Michelle Branch sing? She sang uh, uh That's a great question. I don't I know. would walk a thousand miles. Is that her? What? Like I, don't know I music, would walk Sammy a Jeff. thousand no, miles and I Maybe would the walk. lyrics are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She's saying I don't recognize any of these songs. Um, but her top music on Spotify, here we are Googling again, <laughs> uh, is Everywhere, All You Wanted, Breathe, Goodbye to You, and Are You Happy Now? Okay. I was thinking of Vanessa Carlton, A Thousand Miles. Yes. I was going to say a lot of- Making my way downtown. Yeah. A lot of people do conflate the two of them. And actually, okay. that's what Dave did too. All right. They have kind of a similar look. Yeah. It's about the same time period. Yeah. 2002 is when that song came out. Boy, that's crazy, huh? Yeah. I remember that playing in the movie store that I worked at. I am old, Sammy Joe. Well, you worked at a movie store, Pat. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, darkness, my old old friend. friend. (laughs) Goodbye (laughs) to you. (laughs) Yeah. And I would walk. A thousand, a thousand miles. miles. <laughs> yeah. Combine the wow. two songs. I'm sure someone has done that. Hello, middle age. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, you worked yeah, in a so... movie rental store, Pat. oh yeah at least i don't feel like i have anything that really ages me to that degree because i I got a few things like that okay (laughs) radio shack yeah i worked in radio (laughs) shack i do have borders i worked at borders so i can i worked at g4 tv i worked at national geographic films they don't none of these exist anymore radio shack's gone movie gallery's gone all right you name it I've worked there and it's gone under. <laughs> oh, right? Pat, maybe that's uh, saying something about you. 
Yeah, I know. I just, I'm the kiss of death when they hire me. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes. Hey, I didn't pull the death card for you, though. I pulled no. the, the fool. You just, yeah, I'm just the <laughs> fool who works there <laughs> before it goes under. Oh, I man. really believe in this place. This place is great. What do you mean it's out of business? I have real job security here. <laughs> Again, it's out of business? Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> goodbye to you is the perfect moping song after a breakup, you know? Mm-hmm. So right. Buffy is moping at the bar, feeling her feelings about Giles being gone. The song co- song continues to play over the scene as we see Tara packing her clothes, Willow crying on the floor of the bathroom. Not like laying on the floor. She's like sitting up against a cabinet and crying. Okay. Then we see Giles on a plane, more Willow crying, more mopey Buffy everybody's a mess here everybody's a mess you know michelle branch is just singing at home yeah uh spike approaches buffy but she turns her head away so he walks off tara carries a box out the front door where dawn is leaning against a pole and as tara reaches for her she storms off into the house we cut back to the bronze dolly through a crowd and see Spike and Buffy making out. They're making out hardcore again. Mm -hmm. I feel like she makes out with Spike harder than she made out with any of her previous booze. Wow. Yeah. I think there's more chemistry. That is a serious accusation. We're going to have to look at the tapes. (laughs) We're going to have to go side by side comparison on these make out seshes. Yeah. 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 Because obviously... Spike is most likely a much better kisser than obviously uh, Riley. Riley, yeah, yeah. Burnt white toast there, <laughs> stale, boring, mm-hmm. tasteless. Wonder okay. bread. Wonder bread. And then we got <laughs> Angel, and <laughs> come on, he's just, you know, he's only about half there, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. I'm just, you know, it's a little slow, that boy. (laughs) (laughs) He's not slow like Jack where he's asking, repeating the same words at the end of a question. Yeah, but Jack's athletic, you know? He's always... uh, Oh, and Angel isn't? (laughs) Excuse me, we've seen his chest. (laughs) All right, this is not a Jack versus Angel uh, conversation, okay? I'm just saying, Mm -hmm. I think Spike and her make out hard. Okay. It's very okay, but of the three athletic kissing. Okay, but of the three, who would Uh you want to be with Buffy, or who would you want Buffy to be with? Oh, that's a real, that's a real tough one. Yeah, because I kind of don't want any of them. Yeah, but if you had to pick one, yeah, oof, might as well be a three-sided coin toss. Well, that doesn't exist. <laughs> There's no three-sided coins? No. <laughs> hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Who do you want to see? I'm a I'm a hardcore You're... bangle fan. Yeah, you like the yeah. angel thing? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Vampire with a soul, you know? You got me. Yeah. I'm hooked. I don't know. I don't think I like any of them, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't I haven't seen the perfect one for Buffy yet. 
I don't know who yeah. it is. I like that. I kind of like that. Yeah. You know, maybe no one's good enough for her. Maybe. She doesn't need anybody. She's on her own. She's on her own journey, journey now. now. That's yeah. Sure. So anyway, final thoughts other than the uh, shipping, Buffy shipping. Uh, Final thoughts. This is fun. A good time. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it way more than the music. Mm-hmm. I figured. I figured after <laughs> good after last week you would. Lots of jokes. Love the Anya and the Rupert stuff. That was yep. good. The Spike and Rupert stuff is really good as well. Top notch. Top notch comedy. Yeah, you like. I could use a little guy. less time in the in the uh, in the sewer because you know. Yeah, that was boring. That was just filler. Yeah. Uh, I think but yeah. this line's mostly filler. I still don't know what to do about her and Spike making out, though. Still feels weird. I feel like yeah. she's still going to deny it, but it's just going to be one of those things that's like now the tension's going to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The pot's going to boil over again? Yeah. We're just going to keep boiling that pot. Just turn it on, <laughs> turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. Buh, 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 buh. There's no more water left in the pan. It's just going to burn. You ever do that before? You ever fill? You ever think you filled a pan with water? And I then did, you put it yeah. On the, that's the worst. Well, I, I actually did once fill a pan, not, I forget what I, I was doing like a double boiler type situation. Yeah. You know, uh, uh-huh. and I did fill it with water, but then it just burned off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's dangerous. Yeah. We've done that before, trying to steam veggies and you forget to yeah. put water in it. Oof. Yeah. Then it just stinks up the house and <laughs> veggies are not eatable. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, you want some trivia? Yes, please. As you know, the title Tabula Rasa is Latin for blank slate. Blank slate? Yep. I, I said clean slate. Let's go to Google. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's pretty much the same thing. Oh, look at that. It's already on Latin for me. Clean slate. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. <laughs> Looks like somebody's not as basic as you thought he was now, did you? <laughs> Blank slate, please. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, it's a reference to the- Where's my blazer? Okay. I'm going to wear my blazer. <laughs> get out. <laughs> you didn't get the Giles card. Okay, Pat, uh, move on. Where are my glasses? <laughs> <clears throat> This is a reference to the theory that individuals are born without built-in mental content and that therefore all knowledge comes from experience or perception. I don't know about that. That's just a theory. You don't have to agree with it. What do you think? What it is. Well, I believe in past lives, so... Oh, right, yeah. I would naturally disagree with that theory. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a big mystery, huh? But I think, I think that probably 98 to 99% of, I would, I would agree to that 98 to 99% otherwise. I'd say the majority comes yeah. from your, you know, your perception. From experience or perception. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you ever wake up and just learn something in your dream? I don't that know. That ever happened to you? No. I don't, I don't know if I have. It's happened to me before. Wow. What I did you learn? Up. I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, glad it stuck around. It's like something you look up and you're like, wait, is that true? And you look it up and you're like, huh, it is true. Huh. Oh. Yeah. It's weird. 
Well, how about that? Unless, you know, I learned about it at some point or was half paying attention to like some show, you know, like mm-hmm. I do. And yeah, then let it, it wash over you. Seated into my brain somewhere, yeah. and then my subconscious picks it up later and just drops it into my dream. Six months like, from now, you're going to be like Randy Giles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I'm get like, it I now. I learned that in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the so speaking of Randy Giles, the tweed suit worn by Spike. Uh, in his guise as Giles' son, Randy Giles, is the same one that he wore in Restless. I was going to say, he looked like William the Bloody there. Or William. William. Right? That was his name? Was that his name? William? Yes, but this is not not the flashback episode of Spike's Pass. This is Restless, when he's on the swing in Xander's dream. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he did look like his, his poet self, kind of. Yes. I mean, I guess because no. he was a nice dresser, but his right, hair was very different. I take this different. back then. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. You already had your take one. back. You only yeah. get one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in that dream, he also described Giles as like a father to me. So that was the oh. end of season four. Okay. Basically foreshadowing this episode. All right. When Spike realizes that he is a vampire, as well as deciding that, like Angel, he must be a vampire with a soul, on a, quote, mission of redemption, he claims that, quote, I help the helpless, um, and we help the helpless is the slogan of Angel Investigations in the spinoff series, Angel. Mm, don't care. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm kind of gay is exactly what <laughs> Human Willow said about Vamp Willow in Doppelgangland, season oh, yeah. three, episode 16. I remember that. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Nice callback. Yeah. This is the first time Michelle Branch appears in a TV series singing Goodbye to You. The second time is on Charmed, which was another WB network show featuring witches. Oh, yeah. She's like, what am I, just a witch girl to you guys? Guess so. If I was a witch girl. Is that a song? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's rich girl, but. Oh, I see. That's funny. Yeah. This episode does not translate well into other languages. No. A sizable part of the humor is the interplay between Giles and Spike, as we discussed already, which is laced with British idiom and American stereotype views of England. The puns based on Randy are meaningless in other languages. Oh, right. In French, Randy is translated to Candide, Candide, possibly a reference to the Voltaire novel. Buffy's assumed name, Joan, is left as Joan in French, and the references to Joan of Arc, Jean d'Arc, in French is mostly lost. Dawn's reference to Xander as Alex, a more common shortened form of Alexander, lacks significance in the French translation because he has been named Alex in France since the beginning of the series. Oh, I see. They, they just didn't even They just always Xander, call him huh? Alex. Yeah. Zander. <laughs> They just call him Alex, yeah. Okay. Crossover Hmm? to Alex, who was... Murdered. Murdered and lost. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And her mom was French. Right. It works. 
Okay. There's something right. there. Okay. Yeah, that's uh that's all the trivia I got for you. All right. Great trivia. Are you ready to head back to the island and get lost, Sammy Joe? <sighs> no, but we're gonna do it anyway. Let's get into lost. This is Lost Season 5, Episode 7. This one is titled, The Life and Death of Jeremy Bentham. And okay, I was like, all right, that means it's going to be lock-focused. I'm into it. And at first, it's like, who's Jeremy Bentham? Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) But I quickly remembered. Uh Uh-huh. Original air date was- And if you didn't, they reminded you in this episode, so it's okay. And good thing they do, because you never know, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Original air date, February 25th, 2009. This one is written by Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelof and directed by Jack Bender. Your prediction predictions, Sammy Joe. Okay, so I said in episode 98 of this podcast that Widmore gets kicked off the island at some point, which is why he's trying to get back. Uh, They're like, last... we gotta get rid more of you. <laughs> yeah. Something there. Just something there. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks. <laughs> R- Widmore, more like Ridmore. Am I right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey-o. You just gotta say it like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, in episode one hundred and one of this podcast, I said that Ben's crazy fight, Foyt, Foyt, was with Widmore. Like right before he gets on the plane, uh, was with Widmore or Widmore's people, and I said maybe Saeed was involved too. And then I said that Daniel Faraday is the one who figured out how to plot where and when the island would be. The, oh, the okay. you know, genius or whatever that, that sh- Eloise, Eloise is talking about. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Eloise, hello. Eloise. All right, good predictions. So this episode, start. we start off in a dark room, Sammy Joe. A POV mm. camera of like a man is walking into this room. It's some dude coming into like an office of some sort. Yeah. And he's searching around for something. He's rooting, ruffling. He's rooting and tooting. And he thumbs through a Life magazine, continues to search. He busts into a filing cabinet and finds some schematic schematics, including something that says space and time. And then he finds a double barrel shotgun with two shells loaded up and a lady pops in. So I wrote down- here are my notes so far. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of this, but maybe when they hit the island, Locke will be alive again? Question mark. And then what? all caps. I don't want any more new characters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I feel like we've seen this guy before, once before. I think I w- so too. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you remember? But where? then, yeah, I think he was the one who was like, "Oh, sorry about your dead guy, bro." Yeah. At the airport to walk <laughs> yeah. to yeah. Jack. See? I don't miss everything. Mm-hmm. You know? I remember mm-hmm. that. Okay? Yeah. So a lady comes in and talks to this guy, revealing that his name is Caesar. And she asks if he found anything, noticing that he put something in his bag. But he just okay, pulls so- out his mag light and flashes it at her. He's like, flashlight. I also said, wait, is this a bad TV show? That's what it seems like, a show within a show. Like, it reminded me of the Nikki and Paolo, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like the, the show, show that, that the fake show. Yeah, that's yeah. what it reminded me of. 
and then I wrote no it's just a real bad show now (laughs) (laughs) I said nope it's just lost the new Ajira flight and it's already awful (laughs) oh boy so this lady Lana says we found someone a man and Caesar says what and she says uh Roxanne was scouting just south of here (laughs) you don't have to scout out on the beach she says he was just standing in the water he's wearing a suit cut to them outside walking through the jungle past like a crash plane and they come to a beach at night and they approach a man in a hooded cloak or blanket oh he's in a shroud okay that's what he's in and you know what you know when you get a shroud put on you when when you die caesar bends down and he says hello and this man says hello and he says my name is caesar what's yours and the man removes the shroud cloaking his head and it's Locke. and he says my name is john Locke." <gasps> boom lost title boom what wow can't catch me i'm the gingerbread man <laughs> <laughs> on the beach john Locke peers out over the ocean to another island off in the distance And this new lady sidles up to him and brings him a mango and they chit chat and they talk about the boats that were on the beach. And John asks if they had a passenger list for their flight. And Alana tells him that he needs to ask Caesar. Locke bites into his mango and he's loving it. He's saying it's the best mango he's ever had. Hold on. There were two boats and she said there used to be three, but the, the captain took the other one. Captain, pilot. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, so Frank took a boat. And then I was like, maybe he took it with Sun, yeah, to look for gin, perhaps. Oh, okay. All right, good predictions. Uh, So she says, nobody remembers you being on the plane. And Locke says, well, I don't remember being on it either. And she says, what do you remember? And he says, who are you to interrogate me, lady? He says, I remember a lot. And she says, like, why you're dressed up so nice. <laughs> and she's and Locke says, no, but I can You could guess. have been going to a business meeting. It's not that weird to be wearing a suit on a plane, okay? Yeah. And she says- What's her name? Lana? Ilana. Ilana. Yeah. Ilana. More like, I want to get away from this conversation. <laughs> Good burn. Good burn. Thanks. She says, please guess. And he says, I think this suit is when they were going to- is what they were going to bury me in. And she's like, sorry. And he says, you asked what I remembered. I remember You should be sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Flashback to John Locke turning in the wheel in the cave. This old ditty. We've seen this before. Yep. Then to him waking up in the middle of a desert. Gotta fill up that (laughs) airtime. The middle of a desert with his broken leg and he cries in pain and then he throws up. Yeah, he's busted and barfy busted and barfy for sure and he looks over to see a cctv camera like a security camera mm-hmm. and he yells out to it for help he's like help me camera i'm right here can't you see me cctv <laughs> cctv <laughs> cut to uh at night he's still in the same spot and a truck of armed soldiers come flying in and they stop yeah, right before running flying them over in hot mm, coming in hot and they throw John Locke into the bed of the truck and they take off driving. They're really being rough with him. Real rough. 
They bring John Locke to the hospital of sorts, and some doctor goes to work on John Locke, restraining him and putting in a bite stick. Yeah, which he's is also never... being rough. Yeah, you know, you're like, oh fuck. If someone puts a bite stick in your yeah, mouth, Sammy you, Joe, it's not buckle good. up. Yeah. It's not going to be a good time. No. It's no walk in the park. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's funny as one of my good friends when he went uh, to get his vasectomy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Wow. He uh, he was very <laughs> nervous. And about he, he had what... a bite stick? He asked for a bite stick. He's like, do you have a bite stick or something? They're like, sir, this is modern medicine. You're not going to feel anything. <laughs> That's so funny. I was going to say, like, I would imagine they use yeah. some sort of... Uh... Yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so whenever we get together, the first time he told me that, I laughed so hard, I cried for like 10 minutes. And <laughs> I don't blame you. Now, every time we get together, we always bring it up, and I always laugh again, because it's so funny. Do hey, it's going to get stick? a little uncomfortable here. You want a bite stick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then they crack, so and they set, they set Locke's leg. Oh, you know? ah. I wrote all caps. Nope. Don't like this. Why am I watching while eating dinner? (laughs) It's no fun. Locke at one point sees the mysterious lawyer guy that we've seen before. He's hiding Mm -hmm. kind of behind the curtain. You know, he's just kind of peeking out a little. Yeah. He's lurking and smirking. Lurking and smirking. And they crack Locke's leg and he screams out in pain. And he passes out from the pain. Yeah. And he wakes up to Charles Widmore at his bedside. What is he doing here? What's this man doing here? We're going to do some lines here, Sammy Joe, because oh, there's, you know, shit. good amount of lines, so why not? We'll just uh, spread it out here. Okay. All right. You want to be Locke or you want to be Widmore? I don't know. Who do you want to be? Uh, I'll be Locke. Okay. It's nice to see you again, John. Do I John. know you? Do I know you? <laughs> yes. I understand you're being confused. Imagine how I feel. I met you when I was 17. Now look at how old I am. All these years later, you look exactly the same. (sighs) Who are you? You do this to me all the time, okay? (laughs) (laughs) My name is Charles Widmore. Tell me, Locke's eyes widen. (gasps) (gasps) Gasp. Tell me, John, how long has it been for you since we first met? Since you walked into our camp and you spoke to Richard? Four days. Huh! That's incredible. The camera in the desert. That was yours. <laughs> Why? Why are you Clint Eastwooding this? <laughs> <laughs> you got the grin and the raised eyebrow and the squinty eye. That was kind of Clinty, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. You're being a real Clint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you nailed that line. Thank you. How did you know I'd be there? <laughs> now I can't get out of Clint. <laughs> I went full Clint. I can't get out. Help. Stuck in Clint. (laughs) Well, that's the exit. (laughs) Now you're Clint. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) We're just two Clints and a Flint. Yeah, two two Clants. Okay. Well, that's the exit. I was afraid Benjamin might fool you into leaving the island as he did with me. I was their leader. The others? They're not the others to me. They're my people. (laughs) 
We protected the island peacefully for more than three decades, but then I was exiled. Or you could say... Wait, what did we... <laughs> what did we call it? Ridmore and... I was Ridmored. Ridmored. <laughs> I, I was Ridmored from the island. Pre- I was Ridmored by him, just as you were. No. Ben wasn't even there when I left. He was already gone. I... I... I wasn't exiled. I chose to leave. Why? Why would you do that, John? You come to bring them back. The ones who left. (sighs) No. I understand you lying to me. I do. But there's something you should know. All your friends who left the island, they've been back three years. Three years? They've gone back to their normal lives. (laughs) Winmore produces a newspaper and smacks Locke on the head with it. Looky here, sonny boy. (laughs) He doesn't say that. Okay. And none of them... Oh, there was more lines. (laughs) And none of them has spoken a word of truth about where they were. Locke looks... Looks at the newspaper and it says, Oceanic Six, survivors receive heroes welcome. And he puts the paper down. He says, I have to bring them back. And the date is January 14, 2005. Right. And I'm going to do everything in my power to help you do that. Why? Why? Why would you help me? Because there's a war coming, John. And if you're not back on the island when that happens, the wrong side is going to (laughs) win. Yeah, so there's a lot of lines there, but you know, I feel like there's a lot lot of of stuff that they didn't ask. Okay, Uh why care about the island? Why is it so special? Who decides who gets to be there? Is it really an old white man who gets to make that decision? Or a younger white man? Okay. All right. So you would have more questions. I would have more questions, as always. Yeah. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Got but a lot of things. That's that not aren't how the explained. mystery of the island works, Sammy Joe. I like mystery. Sometimes Pat. you just gotta let the mystery be a mystery. I like mystery and I like solving mysteries. Right. Okay. You just but... can't solve it all at once. You gotta stretch it out over seven seasons, six no. seasons. Nope. Okay. No. All right. You gotta just little 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 biscuits of, of uh truth here and there, and then a lot of misdirection. I'll okay. give you some biscuits. <laughs> I don't want your biscuits. Okay. Anyways, we cut to Locke getting his new credentials. He's now Jeremy Bentham. And Widmore also gives him a dossier. Dossier? Dossier. Of all of the Oceanic Six's whereabouts. Widmore admits that he's been watching them because he's deeply invested in the benefit you. of the island. Whatever that means. Hmm. Widmore says, you still don't trust me. And Locke says, you sent a team of killers and a boatload of C4 to the island. That doesn't exactly scream trust. And Widmore says, I needed Linus removed so it could be your time. It's my time. It's my time up here. (laughs) It's our time. I'm taking it back. Are you doing Goonies? Yeah, I'm doing doing? Goonies. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Taking them all back. That's what. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah, yeah. This is just Goonies, except not as good. 
Okay, at least we can agree on that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Winmore says, the island needs you, John. It has for a long time. And Locke says, what makes you think I'm so special? And Winmore says, because Because you you are. are. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I wrote, who is eating this garbage up? It's disgusting. What? What are you talking about? Locke's special, Sammy Joe. No, but Locke. He's special. Locke is smarter than this. Special. So special. Locke is smarter than this. He would have asked, what do you mean? What does that mean? Yeah. But he's, you know, he's been whining and crying a lot lately. You know, he's just got to, he's got to take his foot off the gas a little bit. He can't. His foot can't be on the gas right now. He's in, (laughs) you know. Okay. He's in a cast. Figuratively, you know. So the mysterious lawyer guy pulls up in a car and Locke says, Richard Alpert, he said the only way to get them to come back was if I died. And Widmore says, I don't know why he said that, but I'm not going to let that happen. This is Matthew Abaddon. He'll take you anywhere you need to go, protect you from whoever intends to do you harm. And he comes up and he's like, Mr. Locke. Then he unfolds a wheelchair for John. And the camera pushes Mm. in on Locke's face. And he was the one who was pushing Locke in a wheelchair. Yeah. And And he kind of reminds me of a gentleman. A little bit. I got some some trivia about this actor. Okay. So we, uh, we cut to them driving through the countryside. And Abaddon says, anything you need, Mr. Locke, you just let me know. Anything. Anybody from your past you want me to look up for you? The whole world thinks you're dead, Mr. Locke. There must be somebody who would be happy to see you. And he says, please don't talk to me. And he's like, all right, <laughs> you I got really it. love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Abaddon does ask where John's going, and Locke answers, Santa Domingo. Then we get a title card for Santa Domingo, and Saeed is building a school there, and he and turns I to see Locke really in his wheelchair. Love that Saeed is doing something positive with his life and his sure. money. Sure. Yeah. Listen, Saeed and Hurley are the true che- treasures of this show. Also, I know, you Charlie. Love these guys. Charlie, right. gone too soon. Mm hmm. You kind of like Sawyer too, though. Let's I kind of like Sawyer too. Yeah. But Saeed and Hurley and Charlie. Right. That's where it's at. I feel like that's a good fraction of the cast. Nah. <laughs> okay. At least, at least uh, you know, all three of, you know why I like them? Because Saeed, Hurley, people. and Sawyer are all asking questions. Okay. All right. Always with the questions with you. So he sees him in his wheelchair and they sit and chat and Saeed says, I don't believe this. You actually want me to go back? And Locke says, I know how it sounds, Saeed, but you have to trust me. This is the only way to save them. And Saeed says, I'm not going back. For two years, I was manipulated into thinking I was protecting everyone in the island. And Locke says, who is manipulating you? And Saeed says, Ben, who is manipulating you, John? And Locke says, this is coming from me, nobody else. I know you, Saeed, and deep down in your heart, you know we never should have left the island. They then talk about Nadia and how she was murdered. And Saeed asks why he really needs to go back, but Locke doesn't answer. And he just tells him that he can find him in L.A. under the name Jeremy Bentham. And then we get the New York title card. So he's in New York now. 
And Abaddon is driving for Locke again. And Locke asks Abaddon to look up Helen Norwood. And Helen. Abaddon. Yeah. His old Wait, squeeze. So I need a I need a um timeline check. Timeline check? So Saeed was doing bad stuff. Assassinations and stuff for Ben. Uh-huh. So this that was before this, I think, right? It must have been before this. Because he was working for Ben, is what he just said. But then he winds up in Santa Domingo? Well, no, but then he winds up in LA and he buddies up with Hurley. Right. I think that was at the end of his tenure with Ben. Because didn't he go his separate way eventually? Wasn't he like, I'm out of here. We'll just have to, you know, keep plowing forward and we'll figure it out, you know? (laughs) No, because I feel like that all happens and then Jack decides to buy the ticket and then they all find each other on the plane. Yeah. Okay. I'm just a little confused there. Okay. This is what happens with time travel. I know. It does get very confusing, especially for basic people like me. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So he asks him to look up Helen Norwood. Abaddon asks if if she is an old girlfriend, but Locke doesn't answer. And they get out of the car and a bunch of kids are leaving school across the street, including a grown-up Walt! Walt! Yeah, they had to make it three years in the future because Walt is a proper teenager now. Yep. And he looks over and sees Locke in his wheelchair and Locke waves and Walt approaches. And he says, I've been having dreams about you. You were on the island wearing a suit. And there are people all around you. They w- they wanted to hurt you, John. And Locke says, good thing they're just dreams. And Walt says, is my dad, is he back on the island? I haven't talked to him in three years. I figured he must have gone back. And Locke says, um, last I heard your dad was on a freighter near the island. And Walt says, so why did you come to see me? And Locke says, I just wanted to make sure you were okay. And Walt says he's doing well. And they say farewell. And Abaddon comes back and gives Locke guff for failing to to bring like zero, you know, zero yeah. people. Yeah. Zero He's for like, two now. Yeah. You're owing two, two for recruiting people. Come back to the island. And Locke gets mad and says, he thought the Abaddon was just a driver. <laughs> 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 then we get a shot of old creep supreme oh. Ben <laughs> looking on from afar like a creep. Yeah, I wrote, oh, Ben, you creepy fuck. (laughs) (laughs) He's so creepy. But I like old creep supreme. Old creep supreme. Benjamin Linus. And then we get title card, Santa Rosa, California. Locke wheels over to Hurley, who's painting watercolor pictures at his facility. And Hurley thinks Locke's just another dead visitor come to see him. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of nonchalant about this whole interaction. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, I've seen others too. Yeah. He's like, what? Yeah, and Locke says, I'm not dead. And then Hurley calls over to a nearby nurse. He says, hey, Susie, am I talking to a dude in a wheelchair right now? And she's like, yep. And (laughs) then Hurley freaks out, and he jumps out of his seat, and he backs away, and he says, whoa, dude, what are you doing here? And Locke says, I need you to come back to the island with me. And Hurley then tells Locke to be cool and act natural because he sees Abaddon at the car. And Locke says, ah, he's cool. He's with me. But this freaks Hurley out even more, and he starts, like, yelling and screaming and cursing and running away. Yeah, he's like, that dude is not okay. You should not be trusting that guy. (laughs) And he just, he sods off. Maybe, Locke, it's time to ask your driver who the hell he is. Maybe. 
Maybe it's time. Locke comes back to the car, and Abaddon gives him more guff for missing out again. This guy, man. This guy. He's cruising. Wait, uh, what's his name? Matthew Abaddon? More yeah. like Matthew Abaddon, am I right? Well, I should have saved Joe. that for later. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Abba, don't want to hear any of what you have to say. Right. <laughs> okay. Locke says, what exactly is it that you do for Mr. Widmore, Matthew? And Abaddon turns off the engine and he says, you ready to talk about it now, huh, John? You're not really going to pretend you don't remember that I was an orderly in the hospital right after your accident? That I was the one who told you to go on your walkabout? The same walkabout that put you on a plane that crashed on the island? And Locke says, no, I remember. And Abaddon says, I help people to get where they need to get to, John. That's what I do for Mr. Widmore. Okay. And then we, title card, Los Angeles, California. Locke is now with Kate, and she says, the answer is no. And Locke pleads with her and asks her why she doesn't she says she doesn't care, or he says, <laughs> he asks her why she doesn't care about the other people on the island. And Kate says, I think about you sometimes. I think about how desperate you were to stay on the, that island. And then I realized it was all because you didn't love anybody. And Locke says, Oh, man, that is a bitchy thing to say, Kate. <laughs> That's a, Locke says, That's not true. I loved someone once. Her name was Helen. And he tells her his Helen story about him being angry and obsessed. And Kate just looks in, at him and she says, look how far you've come. Yikes. Jeez. She is not. Spitting venom. Yeah. Yeah. Outside the house, Locke asks Abaddon if he found Helen yet. And Abaddon deflects saying, uh, she moved, you know. And John gets adamant saying he needs to get to her. Title well, card. he wasn't wrong. <laughs> yeah title card santa monica and uh Locke and abaddon in front of a headstone and it's helen's grave he says she died from a brain aneurysm abaddon says helen is where she's supposed to be as sad as it is her path led here in your path no matter what you did or what you do your path leads back to the island and Locke says you say that like it's all inevitable (laughs) and abaddon says mr widmore told me richard albert said that you were going to die so you tell me john is that inevitable or is it a choice and Locke says what do you think i want to die how is that how could you possibly think that's a choice and abaddon says hey i'm just your driver then Abaddon goes around the car and he gets shot multiple times. Blam, 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 blam. And he falls down dead. And Locke takes off in the car. It's very frantic. Eventually crossing an intersection and getting into a huge car collision. And the camera tracks into a very bloody Locke left inside the broken car. So I wrote, oh shit, didn't see that coming. And then I said, guessing that's Ben people, probably the same person who killed Nadia. Oh, and then I was like, well, we know that Locke's not dead because we know that Ben sees him. Yeah. And then and Locke Jack. wakes up in a hospital bed. And I was like, geez, Locke has been through the ringer. He with really how many has. hospital stays he's been? Oh, man, through. I know. Hope like, he has he's good always, insurance. 
heading to the hospital. They're like, you again? Really? Wow. You're like a platinum member here. Yeah. He wakes up next to Dr. Jack, who is unhappy and scruffy, and he's confused to see Locke there. And we're going to do some more lines, Sammy Joe. Oh, boy. Well, of course he's confused. He's Jack. <laughs> he's always confused. He's always confused. Uh, so do you want to be Jack or Locke? I feel like you do a fun Jack, so. All right. So he says, you were in a car accident and you were brought into my hospital. What are you doing here? <clears throat> we have to go back. <laughs> it says grunts. Yeah, I know. That's a good grunt. <laughs> it's very audible. <laughs> That's my uh, Roy Kent. <laughs> and then he says, of course. Of course we do. Jack. The people I left behind need our help. We're supposed to go back. Because it's our destiny? How many times are you going to say that to me, John? How can you not see it? Of all the hospitals they could have brought me to, I end up here. You don't think that's fate? Your car accident was on the west side of Los Angeles. You being brought into my hospital isn't fate, John. It's probability. You don't understand. It wasn't an accident. Someone is trying to kill me. Why? Why would someone try to kill you? Because they don't want me to succeed. They want to stop me. They don't want me to get back because I'm important. <sighs> Have you ever stopped to think that these delusions that you're special aren't real? That maybe there's nothing important about you at all? Maybe you're just some lonely old man that crashed on an island. That's Yikes. it. Goodbye, John. Goodbye to, to you. you. Goodbye to everyone that I you knew. Crossover. Your father says hello. What? A man. The man who told me to move the island. The man who told me how to bring you all back. He said to tell his son hello. It couldn't have been Saeed's father, and it wasn't Hurley's. So that leaves you. He said his name was Christian. My, my father is dead. Well, he didn't look dead to me. He died in Australia three years ago. I put him in the coffin. He's dead. Jack, please. You have to come back. You're the only one who can convince the rest of them. You have to help me. You're supposed to help me. John, it's over. It's done. We left and we were never important. So you, you leave me alone. And you leave the rest of them alone. Wow. He walks out the door. Whew. Man, well powerful. Done. So powerful. And Locke is in a dingy hotel room writing his death note to Jack saying, I wish you would have believed in me. Oh, he man. then puts it in an envelope labeled Jack Shepard and he pulls an extension cord out of a bag and starts tying it around a rafter as this a noose. This is very dark. Very dark. Very scary. Also, well, keep going. And he puts it around his neck and he's about to hang himself. Yeah, I would not trust this uh, ceiling to hold my weight in this very crappy, cheap apartment or uh, right. hotel. But that's why, he, that's why he broke through the uh, drop ceiling. So yeah. I think he found something structural up above. Okay, yeah, I guess you're probably right. 
Yeah, which is what we had to do back when I was in the AV uh, installation days. Oh, right, yeah, when yeah. in your construction days. Right, when we had to hang like a projector that was really heavy, like a big mm-hmm. cinema projector or something, you'd have to get through that drop ceiling and find something structural, like an I-beam or like some studs or something, and then yeah. build some sort of strut structure above yeah. and then you, drop down. you ever down. find any studs while you were doing that? No, I found a lot of dead mice, though. yeah uh yeah so there's a knock at the door and then ben comes barging in telling him to stop also ben looks good he's in a suit yeah it's like oh i wrote down before he started to hang himself i was like oh this is depressing maybe this is when ben walks in (laughs) yeah and then i wrote hey i was right because I also was like, I remember I said, I was like, I don't feel like Locke kills himself, but I don't think I made that an official prediction. Yeah. I should have. And Locke gets upset and demands to know what he wants from him. And Ben says, I'm trying to protect you. And Locke says, protect me? You shot him. You killed Abaddon. And Ben says, yes. Yes, oh, okay, I did. Okay, called that. But it was only a matter of time before he tried to kill you. I was just trying to get to you, but you drove off and crashed. And Locke says, why? Why would... And then Ben says, he was working for Charles Widmore. He's extremely dangerous. And Locke says, no. Charles Widmore came to me. He saved me. And Ben says, no, John. I put John. in all caps, somebody tell me why Widmore shouldn't be on the island and why Ben should. Ben says, no, John, he used you. He waited till you showed up so that you could help him get to the island. Charles Widmore is the reason I moved the island. So that he could never find it again to keep him away so that you could lead. And then he gets closer to him and he says, you can't do this. If anything happens to you, John, you have no idea how important you are. Why? Let me help you. Why? (laughs) Also, then why did Richard Alpert tell me I needed to die? Is Ben good? What's happening? These are all great questions, Sammy Joe. I'm then sure I they're wrote, floating through Locke's head. I feel like he's just going to kill him. Really? Hmm. That's what I wrote. Because but why would he I stop him am a detective. From killing himself. I don't know. Because Ben's crazy and there's hmm. something's going to happen. So Locke gets emotional and tells Ben that he's a failure and that there's no helping him. He can't lead anyone. And then Ben tells him that Jack booked his ticket. And Ben tells him that whatever he told him worked and that John can get the rest of them. Ben says, John, you can't die. You've got too much work to do. We've got to get you back on that island so that you can do it. Locke gets emotional, starts to cry, and Ben helps him down from the table. And Locke then tells Ben that he can't get Sun back because he promised to Jin that he wouldn't bring her back to the island. Ben is surprised to hear that Jin is alive. And Locke then tells Ben about Eloise Hawking. And Ben says, Eloise Hawking, you sure? And Locke's like, yeah, 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 why? Do you know her? And Ben's like, yes, John, I know her. And then suddenly, Ben wraps the cable around Locke's neck. And he pulls it tight and Locke falls out of his wheelchair. Mm. Locke struggles, but Ben is too strong. And Ben squeezes until Locke goes limp and breathes his last breath. And I wrote all caps, I knew Locke didn't kill himself. Benjamin Linus the murderer. 
Benjamin Linus is correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He killed Locky Lock. So Ben spruces up the crime scene in the dark, making it look like a suicide. And he puts his jacket back on. And yeah, he and finds... he like spritzes some Windex around. Sure, I'm he's like, what is what is that? He's making he, it look Windex better than isn't going to clean up. When, uh, get rid Locke of fingerprints. No, that's not how it works. No. Oh. He's going to have DNA evidence. He just happens oh. to have some Windex lying around in case he needs to stage a suicide. Sure, you never know. Ugh. You know? So he finds Jin's wedding ring and puts it in his pocket. Then, before Ben exits, he turns to the room and he says, I'll miss you, John. I really will. Like a creep. And then he exits. This guy. Cut to Locke on the island with Caesar. Ben Linus, what a Linus. Who's going through Dharma files, and Locke says, that symbol, it belongs to an organization called the Dharma Initiative. They were conducting some experiments here a while back. And Caesar says, how do you know that? And Locke says, I spent more than 100 days on this island. I know a lot. Caesar says, 100 days? So when we crashed, you were already here? And he says, no, I uh, I left. And Caesar says, uh, how long ago did you leave? And Locke says, the timing would just confuse you. <laughs> and Caesar says, well, how did you get back? And Locke says, to be honest, that part's a bit of a mystery to me. Caesar says he has a mystery too. And he then outlines his plane crash scenario. He says, on the plane, I was sitting across the aisle from this really big guy with curly hair when the big plane started shaking, like really shaking. And there was a big noise and a bright light. And there's this, and, and this really big guy with curly hair was gone, man. I mean, literally gone. And it wasn't only him. Some of him, uh, some of us saw it happen to other people too. So Mr. John Locke, how do you have an idea about what happened? Or do you have an idea about what happened? And Locke says, I think I might know how I came to be here, but that would involve me finding my friends. Do you have a uh, passenger list? And Caesar says, no, the pilot took it when he ran off. And everyone's accounted for, all the people. That's what Locke says. Mm -hmm. The other, the ones who disappeared. And Caesar says, yeah, yeah, except for the people who got hurt. And Locke says, the people who got hurt? And they enter a room of hurt people. <laughs> and Locke... <laughs> Locke hurt approaches... Hurt people, hurt people. Here's a hurt people room. <laughs> Locke approaches someone on a bed, and Caesar's like, you know him, huh? And Locke's like, yeah. I know and him. The one he's looking at is Ben. And Locke says, he's the man who killed me. Boom! Boom. Lost title. Swing. Swing. <laughs> wow. Oh, huh? Wow. What an episode. That was a good one, huh, Sammy Joe? I Joe? can't believe what happened in the episode. Yeah. So he was in a coffin on the plane, yeah? Yeah. And whatever. Then he was the flashy alive. flash, crashy crash. Fling, fling. Right? Fling, fling, flash, flash, crash, crash. Mm -hmm. Okay. And now he's alive again. Mm-hmm. Any questions? <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's here's my final thoughts. All right. I know I've been singing this tune for a while, so buckle up. 
All right. Nobody's asking all the questions. I'm frustrated because I know that. it feels like this show like was made for an unintelligent audience. Huh? That can't remember things. What? That isn't intellectually curious. <laughs> that won't ask questions. That are kind of basic, Sammy Joe. Is that what you're saying? That's not what I'm saying. All right. Okay. Real okay. people, Pat, smart people. Real ask people? Questions. What are you saying? The unintelligent aren't real people, Sammy Joe? Smart. Just in like, because the dialogue is weird in the show is what I'm saying. Because like. What's so weird about it? Real people would ask questions when they're told that they're special or are sent on a mission or are caught in between two incredibly opposing viewpoints. No. From I men think, who really seem I to have it out for each other. I think everybody would. I think some people are just like, they're just so caught up in. And what's going on? You're just like, you're so mentally exhausted, Sammy Joe. You can't ask all these questions all the time, you know? You're not always looking at it. Uh, you're not looking at if it to solve it. If you were told it. that you had to die, if you were told that you, if yeah. you broke, you busted your leg so yeah. that you could go on a mission to to save, quote, save people, you're right? going to ask some questions, okay? You're Yeah, invested. but if they say it in a really mysterious way, they're like, look, you're going to go. And I'm going to be like, uh, listen, I understand that your voice just dropped a couple of octaves, but, it, it, yeah, but I'm it would still going to ask up. you questions. It would wrap me up. i go, okay, okay. i just say, okay. <laughs> I'm the Batman. <laughs> I'd say, okay, I am darkness. <laughs> And then they say, what? I'm like, sorry. I, I thought I was, I thought this was a Batman moment. I thought we were moment. doing a bit. <laughs> I thought we were doing a thing where I was Batman. I thought I was the Dark Knight, sir. No, not. Okay. All right. So I got to die. What, what was it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. They're just, they're doing that thing where they're throwing out more questions at they're you. They're doing that thing. Where mm -hmm. they they haven't answered things for five seasons, okay? Right. Here's some things that are still unexplained. Why did they want Walt? What's the deal with polar bears? Why can't women have babies on the island? Where's Claire? Is Mystery. Christian Shepherd actually alive? Mystery. Who is, Mystery. Who is Jacob? Mystery. What's Mystery. the deal with the smoke monster? Mystery. Where did that pirate ship Mystery. come from? It's a mystery. What happened to Rousseau's crew when Mystery. they went after her, their one-armed friend? Mystery. Okay. Okay, I think but I you just can't just all no. of your questions. <laughs> you can't just leave just everything as it. a mystery. It's all a mystery. It's bad writing. Let me ask you a question, Sammy Cho. Go ahead and ask me a question, Pat. What's the meaning of all this? This I life? don't know. Mystery, right, Sammy Cho? Show? Why do we start young and grow old and then die? Okay, that's not the kind of intellectual mystery, stuff that Sammy Lost Joe. is tackling. Mystery, okay? But what is a cell, really? If we were scientists, we could answer that question. Sure, it's just matter and, and, and protons and electrons and carbon. and. But what is all of that? Okay. Mystery, Sammy Joe. <laughs> It's what life is made out of. There are no you're answers gonna tell sometimes. Me, you're going to tell me that you are enjoying this show still? Heck yeah, man. I'm just riding just riding the, the pony all the way, you know? <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay. All right. Cool. I'm just saying it's not as good as Buffy, that's all. All right, you want some trivia? Yeah, sure, why not? No, actually, right. I don't. Can right, I say well, that? You can say that, but you're going to get trivia whether you like it or not. <laughs> Damn it. So actually, Matthew, I do want to know the Matthew Abedin stuff. Abaddon? Matthew Abaddon is sadly played gone. by the actor Lance Reddick, who sadly died last week, Sammy Joe. He was only 60. That's so and sad. He was known for his lo- wow. his work on Lost, John Wick, and uh, he did some okay. video game work as well. He was also in The Wire. Oh, so uh, he's done a lot of a lot of work. So he'll be sadly he's he's he'll be missed. That's so sad. sad. It is sad. There's a ton of love pouring out for him all over, and I even saw an article about him being on Lost too. He did a great job being kind of creepy. Yeah. I think he, he would have made a great gentleman. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, next piece of trivia here is Locke purchased the power cord to hang himself with from Angel's Hardware, okay, which is also the name of a Southern California hardware retail chain defunct since the 1980s. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, it seems like a place I should have worked. <laughs> the mango sammy joe is considered by many in india to be the tree fruit of knowledge and life what do you think of that <laughs> wow <laughs> you don't like that one i thought it was a good one that's pretty good yeah and Locke uh, is eating it because he's alive again right yeah knowledge and truth you mm. know that's what he's seeking mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> the hieroglyphs on Daniel's map appears to read Wait. North. Daniel's map? The hieroglyphs on a map that we might have seen. <laughs> 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 you uh-huh. know what? I'm going to skip that one. Yeah, that might be a good idea. The life magazine that Caesar finds in the station is from April 19th, 1954. It features an article about a hydrogen bomb test. Mm, Interesting. The newspaper that Charles Widmore shows Locke is a copy of the fictitious London Daily Tribune dated January 14th, 2005. The return of the Oceanic Six dominates the front page. Stories on a car crash and the dollar euro exchange rate also appear on the page. Hmm. Okay. Locke meets with Walt in front of the fictional Southfields auction house, the same auction company which auctioned the Black Rock Journal to Charles Widmore in London. Oh. ABC has offices in New York City on West 70 or sorry, West 67th between Columbus and Amsterdam, near where 8th Avenue would intersect 67th Street if it were named as such, which it isn't. Referring to the scene where Walt and John Locke meet in New York City. That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) So they met outside the ABC office? I feel like Chad GPT writes these trivia (laughs) trivia pieces sometimes. Hey, don't you dare insult Chad GPT. (laughs) He's a sweet, sweet poet. Uh Okay, we're just going to roll right into the next one. Abaddon's license plate is S-C, sorry, S-Z-U-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2-2
766. This is not, as some have conjectured, a reference to Sun Tzu, you know, Sun's name. Yeah. Uh, rather, it's the same stock license plate used by Marlon Brando in the film Don Juan DeMarco. Hmm. Huh. That's kind of fun, right? It's a good huh. one. Huh. That's a good one. When John <laughs> visits Hurley in the Santa Rosa Mental Health Institute, he's wearing a name tag with a name Jeremy Bentham, which would explain how Hurley knew about his alias in the earlier episode. Because remember right. at one point he's like, you mean Jeremy Bentham? Yeah. This marks the first time in the show's history in which Josh Holloway, Sawyer, has not appeared for two consecutive episodes. Yeah, I don't We're like in a it. Sawyer drought. We are, and we need to get yeah. back. We need to get back with him. The episode was originally intended to be six of the season, but was later switched to air after 316. This is only the second time in the show's history that the order of the episodes had been switched, having happened only in season one with Solitary and Raised by Another. Okay. This is the eighth extended episode of Lost, running five minutes longer than the standard one-hour episodes. Yeah, we really needed that extra five minutes. Totally needed it. Uh, this was to be the 11th episode of the season, but it aired earlier to gain Just... sweeps ratings with what? stronger episodes. Yeah. So there's certain times that uh, you really want to have good ratings on your shows, and they're called sweeps. Oh, so they um, like supermarket sweeps. Yeah, like TV stations will <laughs> be rated on how popular they are during sweeps seasons. So oh. they always put their strongest material out then. So when I worked in the news during sweep seasons, I would be put on like longer form stories, and I'd be taken off of the daily news. So I'd stop chasing breaking news and stuff like that, and they'd put me on like longer form interviews with nice lighting, investigative pieces, cold case stories. Oh, cool. Stuff like that. Yeah. So I was part of the SPU, Special Projects Unit. Wow. That was just for sweeps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pat Bohan, SPU. SPU. Matthew Abaddon is Locke's driver. The Hebrew term Abaddon appears in the Bible as both a place of destruction and an angel of the abyss. Wow. Wow. Charles Widmore gives Locke a phone and tells him if he needs to get in touch, he has he just has to ring 23, which of course is one of the hatch numbers. Yeah. And then Locke destroys that phone. Mm-hmm. Or, well, he just tosses it in the trash. Perfectly good razor. <laughs> it's a good razor. Helen Norwood uh, passed away on April 8th, 2006 from her headstone. 486, of course. 48 mm. are two of the mystery numbers. Yes. And there you have it. That is this episode of Lost. Wow. What's your favorite moment of Buffy? Everything Giles and Spike. <laughs> That's all good stuff, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. What about you? I really like Anya calling herself Anya. That was really mm -hmm. funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I'm Sammy Patico with you because it made me laugh out loud when Giles and... I think it's when Giles realizes that he's British and then Spike notices that he's British as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's like sodding, <laughs> sodding bullocks, you know? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. He just reads it out. Yeah, that's good. What about Lost, Sammy Joe? What's your favorite moment of Lost, huh? I don't know. You go first. <laughs> you don't even know, huh? You know what? I'm going to give it to when we see Walt. We haven't seen Walt in a little bit. So oh, it's nice yeah. to see so grown nice up Walt, to see you know? Walt. We really care about him. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, so I think um, my favorite moment, not because I liked it, but I yeah. think Ben killing Locke because it was not something that I saw coming. Because <laughs> it made you feel something? <laughs> it made me feel anger. Wait, you said that you did see it coming. Well, yeah, like two minutes before it happened. Okay. Not not like several episodes ago or something gotcha. like that, you know? All right. Yeah. <clears throat> what episode wins, Sammy Joe? This is yeah. going to be a tough one this week, no, huh? No, it's not. It's not? No. It goes to Buffy. All right, I'll give it to Buffy, too. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, it was a better Lost episode than it has been. Like I said, I do like Locke-centric episodes. Yeah. But it's going from like a 3.5 to like a 4.5 <laughs> out of 10. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. And this episode of Buffy is one of my favorites. Yeah. It's just a joy to watch. Right. It's a good time. Other than like the real, you know, the like the fun parts are a joy to watch. And then the real parts, you're like, oh, Willow, oh, what boy. are you doing? It's hard to yeah. watch that. But it's also right. believable. Yeah. You know, sometimes sure. you're a nerd for so long, you get a little bit of power and go straight, go straight to, to your, your head. Your head. Mm -hmm. Just like the nerd trio who we haven't seen in a while. We haven't. Where are they lurking? I don't know. They're in their vans. Doing bone stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, what do you think is going to happen next on Buffy? So Willow is definitely locked into the darkness now. Okay. And now that everybody's split apart, this is the perfect environment and opportunity for Willow to go even darker into the into the uh, rabbit hole here. You, you don't know? think everybody's going to be like, Willow, what the fuck did you just do? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> what you, are they supposed to know what they what she did? Do they all realize? I I think Tara knows, but was, is everybody else the wiser? Well, I mean, Xander was the one who stepped on the crystal, and Dawn also saw it, and they both kind of gave Willow an angry look, and then you know walked oh, out okay. of the sewers. Oh, okay, all right. So that just helps me out a little bit. So okay. now they're all kind of ghosting. Will a little bit. They're like, oh my god, I can't I feel like she I shouldn't. I shouldn't help you okay. sometimes, but you know, I, I do what I can. I, <laughs> I, I see a, I see lost soul, and I do what I can. What lost soul? <laughs> I'm fine here. All right, I can handle these predictions just fine. Thank you very much. Okay. So yeah, so the whole Scooby Gang's kind of split apart now. They're obviously mm -hmm. upset with each other. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna go down darkness way for a little bit. And we're going to be emo everybody for a few episodes, okay? Yeah. And Willow's going to continue to go dark. She's going to try to reach back out to Tara, but Tara's going to say, no, it's never going to happen. They're going to have one more fallout fight, okay? And that's going to really send her into a rage, okay? Okay. And maybe something bad happens to Tara, 
uh, and then Willow blames herself even more because she wasn't there for her and that she created this separation. She couldn't protect her in the moment when she needed her the most. Okay. And then, uh, yeah. And, uh, there you have it. That's, that's good enough. That's fine. (laughs) Whew. Um, did you want to say something more about Spike and Buffy? Uh, I, I can't figure this out. There's, they're still not going to get together. It's just going to be like one of these hot torrid things that they're just going to like, they're just going to like make out hardcore every once in a while and be like, no, we can't. This is terrible. And I hate you. And then they're going to make out again like three episodes later. And that's just how it's going to be for a little bit until they finally realize that it was a weird fling. And it just doesn't make sense. Do you think they're just going to make out or are they going to do it? I don't think they're going to do it. Okay. Okay. I think they're going to, it's going to re, it's going to reach a fever pitch again. And then at the <laughs> Pot's last gonna second, they'll decide, over, yeah, and they'll then decide they'll remove it. the pot from the heat. From the heat. Yeah. And just let it simmer for a little bit until it cools off. Okay. Goes back to room temperature. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. That's what I think. Uh, all right. Um, what do you think is going to happen in Lost? Well, I really care about what's going to happen. So let me tell you. I think that Frank took the boat, Frank Lapidus, and I think okay. he took the boat with Sun to look for Jin. And I think that Locke will kill Ben. Probably not. I don't really think that's actually going to happen. Wait, what? <laughs> because I think Locke is better than that, you know, but like Locke will be like, I'm going to kill you, Ben. And Ben uh-huh. will be like, no, I'm talking my way out. Look at me, wormy, wormy, wormy talking out. He'll side with him and be like, I would do the same thing, John, except you can't because, and then he'll hold something over his head. Yeah. Because I'm the only one who knows how to get to Jacob. And Jacob told me that you're extra special in ways that you can't even imagine. You can fly, John. You can fly like Peter Pan and the Lost Boys. And you don't even know. Peter Pan and the Lock Boys. And the Lock Boys. And that's what the island really is. Lock. It's... Neverland. Never Neverland. Exactly. And Locke's going to say, really? And then yeah. Ben will stab him in the gut. <laughs> Die again, John. Die again. I've killed you so many times now. <laughs> and he'll just run off going, ah, hee hee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's what's going to happen. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, what uh, what media do you have to recommend? All right. I'm going to recommend something I almost recommended last week. Um, I don't, this is a half-hearted recommendation because I wouldn't say I loved it, mm-hmm. but it was something to watch, okay? <laughs> Which is just as good as my recommendations get these days. Okay. Because you don't have you to recommend to watch, anything. Hey, if you're looking for something hey. to watch <laughs> and you watch it, okay? Oh, so this is a three-part documentary series on Netflix. It's called MH370. It's about the missing Malaysian airline oh. that went missing. Um, so it kind of ties into Lost And it in turns out Charles Widmore did Could something be. to it. 
Jury's still out. Nobody really knows what happened. So, spoiler wow. alert. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's only three episodes. Luckily, they didn't stretch into seven episodes. There's some wild theories about what happens in it. So half the time I was kind of rolling my eyes. Is a there an really? owl theory? There's no owl an theory. An owl flew into the. The owl theory <laughs> is almost more probable than some of the ones that you get in this one, but and nonetheless, it's a really interesting story. But there's some effery happening. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm going to recommend something that you would be surprised that I would recommend. Ooh, please and do tell. Community. Community? Why would I be surprised about that? Because I, I had told you that I didn't like it. Oh, but now you're into it? Yeah, I, um, yeah I'm not really sure why I didn't like it before, but uh, yeah, Dave and I have been watching it. and It, it is takes a, a little warming up, fun, too. Fun romp. Yeah. You gotta, yeah. you gotta like just. It's a different kind of show. You have to like. Yeah, I mean, but I like I like quirky shows. Like I'm okay with that. I think yeah. I just and they're definitely some of the characters. I'm like, ugh, you know. Um, but <laughs> I like I like Don Glover. Yeah, I think he's, he's great. great, and the the guy who plays Abed is like the, just Pudi. the two of them. Yeah, are yeah. phenomenal, and I would yeah. watch them all day. Me too. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of what makes that show. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, everybody else I can, you know, I don't really care about, but yeah, I like the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool, good recommendation. Yeah, let's take this home. Yeah, listen, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all the places that you can find us. Leave us a five star review on wherever Apple Podcasts. And what else, Sammy Joe? How else can they reach us? You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Kickstream Pod. You can also, if you, you know, if you are you not entertained? If you are entertained. entertained. Then you should support us on Buy Me a Coffee. Is this not why you're here? <laughs> you're making That's a gladiator entertainment. Too, by the way. That's entertainment. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you think we're funny, support us on <laughs> buymeacoffee.com. No, don't tee him up like that. We'll never get. Kickstream pod. <laughs> we'll never get. <laughs> or if any, you just like to laugh at these two doofuses who show up every laugh week. That's fine. All, if, if you listen at all. If, if like, you listen at all. If we're. <laughs> <laughs> for something to listen to it's like a half-hearted recommendation for something to listen to Just while you do your dishes five bones. throw us five bones why don't you on buymeacoffee.com slash kickstreampod send emails to kickstreampod at gmail.com and check out show notes for this and every episode at kickstreampod.com I'm and... Sammy S. Pumpkins <laughs> nice <laughs> you should go like you should go uh, go uh, trick or treating like that next year yeah I, yeah I don't think I could go trick or treating I am wearing like a, you're a, a vibrant pumpkin colored shirt <laughs> but yeah. it would be funny if Dave and I had like a Halloween party and we went as Sammy and David as pumpkins. That would be funny. <laughs> Couples. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Right. Well. Cool. Well. Always uh, remember. Always remember. That streaming. That streaming. Is better. Is better. With. With. Popcorn. <laughs> okay. Uh, chur- <laughs> churros. Okay. All right. Well, Haven't yeah. had one of those for a while. No, me neither. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we'll see you next week for episode 104. Yeah. All right. See you then. Giddy up 104. <laughs> see ya. Bye.